So, yo, welcome to episode 8 of Nest Talk. This is your host, The Snipe Foe. And this is the show where we talk about some of the big gaming headlines and what's trending in the gaming media. And t- today we are doing the uh, the post E3 show. And so once again, I'm here with my man, Agent Deli. Hello, welcome to our podcast. Thank you for having me back. I really appreciate that. And it's also nice to see you again, Joker. And then of course, uh, this is the first time meeting Hustle, but it's nice to meet Hustle. Hello, hello. Thank you. Yeah, I definitely appreciate the guests coming through. And, you know, if you guys don't know Delhi, he is an ex-developer at Ubisoft. So he does know the in and outs of what goes down in the game development scene. And I definitely appreciate his input on some of these topics here. And so I have my guy, Joker Gamer V3. What up, people? appreciate you inviting me back to the podcast, Crow. And um, yeah, man. Um... Nice to meet you again, Delhi, and um, definitely nice to meet you, uh, Hustle. You got a smooth voice, bro. And like you said, <laughs> said earlier, you got a smooth voice, bro. <laughs> yeah. All right, we have a special guest here. We have the one and only Hustle and Motivate. A special guest? Yes. I'm stretching it just a little bit. Um, <laughs> hey, bro. Thank you for having me, man. Um, I have watched your your rise for quite some time and I'm, I'm i'm super proud of what you got going on over here gentlemen it's good to meet you both for the very first time and um i have a question i do have a question oh, sure um, yeah yeah fire away if i can't answer it or if i'm uncomfortable answering it i will tell you hey i don't want to share so other oh, no, than no, that, no. fire any no. question you want no i was gonna say delhi um who, who does the uh i know you don't work there anymore but who does the ubisoft uh press conference for e- e3 who, do you know who does those who's in charge of that mm. I don't know who's in charge of that. I haven't been paying attention, to be honest with you. I just know that last year we had uh, last year for that whole BLM thing going on. You know that that thing was written yeah. in like three hours. So oh, yeah, well, it was written yeah. and filmed in, like literally that morning because I was sitting in the break room and everybody was talking about it. And um, and they were like, "Man, we need to get this thing together." And then like I was like, "Oh man, it's just gonna be." I, I remember tweeting out, "I was like, it's a little rough this morning." And then like at eleven thirty, Eve Gilmont comes out and and with that little little thing. And I was mm-hmm. like, that whole uh, Splinter Cell mobile game situation was actually um, Eve Gilmont's son that just thought it was a cool idea to push, and then he just let it let it happen, and it it, it kind of got out of hand real quick. Well, all right, the more you know. All right, nah, I just I just was curious. That's that's the uh, that's one hell of a learning experience. Jeez, you must be like a, a genius. Like, would you study rocket science? Like, what's going on? Like, that's that's <laughs> no, the right. Yeah. Yeah, we'll talk bro. No, my yeah, my major is theoretical physics with a minor in philosophy really? at UC Berkeley. Okay. Yep. God mm-hmm. damn. Right, yep. right, right. He literally just flexed. Yeah, he yeah, literally flexed flex right his IQ level. <laughs> oh, <laughs> yeah. His IQ yeah, yeah. right there is like <laughs> bro, come at me, two hundred IQ, get up in this bitch. <laughs> no, nah, more like two IQ, bro. <laughs> nah, yeah, all right. All right. He's, he's, he's just a, he's trying to be modest. Right, I'm a humble man. I don't know what to tell you. True, true, true. All right, yo. So once again, guys, welcome uh, to episode eight of Nest Talk, and this is our post E3 show. And so before we get into the topics here, I wanted to get into a bit of a ratchet and clack with the part. And you know, Delhi here has been raving about Insomnia Games since the. Uh, for a few episodes now yep. so let's let's go ahead and start with delhi and what are your impressions of uh, russian clank 
Um, I think I put out an official review on Twitter, so I'm just going to be really lazy and read that because I can't remember everything. <laughs> and then I'll, I'll obviously add extra points to that as well, too. But um, I said uh, Ratchet & Clank, is, this outing is a lovely outing for the duo. This time around has shown a lot more has a lot more mature edge without losing the charm, the fun, and the thrill of being a planet-trotting hero with the introduction of new planets, mechanics, characters, and, of course, guns. Uh, Insomniac knocks it out of the park with how they revisited the franchise that's going into adulthood, because I think it's 19 years old now, um, okay. and it has, like, 12, 13 games or something like that. Um, but anyways, all the new characters and returning characters carry a new weight to them. Gone are the days of sexual innuendos and witticisms to fill the time. Uh, this time around, each and every character expresses doubts, love, admiration, hesitation, and often openly speaks about their fears either to themselves or to the other characters directly. Uh, I think it's refreshing to hear that and continue to charm every player who travels with uh, either the main characters, Rivet and Ratchet. Um... The game is amazing. It's gorgeous. Um, I don't think at some points in time it does feel like it's like a, a like a, a movie. Like actually, there are moments in the game that look better than the 2016 movie or the 2017 movie um, that Ratchet and Clank had. Mm. Um, yeah, and everything that Ratchet and Clank brought to the table this time around, I think the most I enjoyed because. I was telling my brother this. The biggest fear that I had was that Rivet was just going to be a side character that's throwaway. Like, hey, look. You know, we had this new character, and then nothing happens with it. Kind of like how Halo mm. Five with the whole, um, you know, that whole versus battle going on, and then they kind of forgot what was going on halfway through the game. Um, in this game, Rivet's had Rivet has an, like emotional growth, um, and, a, and a lot of it actually. Um, and something about that is just really complimentary to the game, especially when they're trying to go for something a little bit more mature. I remember playing the game. And, to, and and telling and, and saying out loud like wow this game got really deep really quickly like halfway through the game mm. i was sitting there i was like yo they're actually like bringing in you know i know it's like a kid's game because it's rated e10 and up but mm -hmm. a lot of the things that they're talking about is something that um you you would you would think that like you know most kids aren't uh most kids or teenagers aren't really open to a lot of it is like you know like i said they're talking about fears like there was a a moment in the game where uh, a character expressed that um it wasn't the fear of you know meeting new people or opening up to new people it was the fear that maybe they're disappointed like maybe their image of me will be dis like in comparison to my image of myself will be a disappointment and i just think it was just a really mature way to carry um these new characters into adulthood um mm. but other than that i mean i rated it really really high i rated it a nine and nine and a half out of ten um just because wow. i think that the game is just um, everything that I thought Ratchet and Clank would be, uh, and I think it's. And I said previously that it's probably going to be one of the best PlayStation exclusives in this last decade, and I do stand by that. Not only is it a technical masterpiece, I think it's it's um, for what it has achieved for its uh, a sequel in in such a long-standing series. I think that Insomniac's ability to reinvent itself and constantly push forward without losing the essence. Um, and of course, having rave reviews across the board between critics and fans alike, I just think that it's just something that um, has not been seen in a in a sequel, or at least in a PlayStation exclusive in a while. Because um, I know a lot of people are able to complain about Uncharted Four or God of War or uh, God forbid Last of Us Two, 
but I don't think I've heard a single person say anything bad about Ratchet and Clank. So I do think that um, I just genuinely think that it's it's one of the better exclusives out. So, and I stand by that. Mm. Yeah, for sure. And, you know, I, I do think that, you know, I did look at it a few screenshots. People were, you know, posting the screenshots on the Twitter timeline. And, yo, these graphics look amazing. And I really do think, you know, Insomniac did such a good job. And, um, you know, this is the, the one title that pushes the system to its limits. Mm-hmm. And so I'm going to pass it to Hustle and Motivate. And what were your thoughts on uh, this game here? Hey, Crow, you can just call me Hustle. Um. All right, As yeah. you saw, um, I live-streamed it yesterday. I'm only like an hour in. First of all, like graphically, whew. look, Insomniac on a lot of people's ass, boy. They, they, they on a lot. Wait, I'm sorry. Can we curse on here? <laughs> <laughs> nah, I need to ask. Um, like, I, I want to be respectful. Uh, okay, I mean, nah, I, 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 we're trying to keep it professional here, so, you know. Ah, right, cool. Uh, all right, all right, yeah, cool. Yeah. My fault, so you got you to gotta forgive me. Insomniac, the, like the way that the performance and the ray tracing mode looks, uh, especially on my monitor in particular, my television even, like it's it's like a phenomenal experience. And having that game at sixty frames is, you know, it's like the cherry on top for me because I'm actually a PC gamer too. Um, my biggest complaint in comparison to 2016 was the fact that it, you know, the thirty frames it, it moved kind of slow. Um, just to give you all a idea where I am, I'm at Rivet's uh, first part. I'm at the very first part, but there's a there's a whole lot going on. I would be hard pressed to even see this game being on PlayStation Four whatsoever. Um, so a couple people was like, "Oh, this game's coming to PS 4 I doubt it. I I, I, doubt I it. agree. I don't think it could run on the it, PlayStation Four. Well, it can run, no. but it's just the, with the SSD how it moves yeah, everything yeah, forward. Yeah, I, yeah, I think I don't uh, the way that Insomniac think, designed this game. I think it would be very hard. I think it would break the flow of the game if it was on PlayStation it, 4. I feel like it would constantly indeed. be cutting to a black screen and the loading screen. I feel like it would really mm-hmm. um I really it would pull people out of the experience. And I'm sure that Insomniac has probably tested it on a PlayStation 4 and was like it's not working. Yeah, there's that they could do it. I don't think and I don't think it's the it's worth wasting all those resources in order to bring it out to PS4 when they actually built it specifically to PS5 to make sure that they utilize every single aspect that the PlayStation device itself can give it to the game. Do you know what I mean? Like when it comes to mm-hmm. faster speed, loadings, the the graphics, the way it performs, you know, all that experience. If you bring it, if you downgrade it to a lower hardware, I just feel like it's a wasted potential. There is like I don't think it's worth it. It's needed, and also cost wise, it's not efficient enough. And you know, people will get kind of deterred by it. Some people will have some complaints. Some people will have some issues. I don't. I don't. I don't think it's actually worth that input. Really, I, we don't need it for a PS4. It's made to build. Uh, you know, it's made to be played on a next generation console. So let's just leave it at that. And mm-hmm. in that opinion, or like that's my opinion anyway, personally. Mm-hmm. So, so mm-hmm. I think there's a lot of people. Um, you know, people like you, Delhi. And you know, people who are actually played it uh, agree on that aspect too. Is they like you know, man, man, just just leave it as it is. Don't touch something that's not broken. Let's just carry it on. Yeah. Oh, mm-hmm. I, I and I also want to say I took half a point off for the review. I gave it a nine and a half out of ten. I gave half. I took a half a point because I disliked the weapon selection. Um, but uh, I I will say though I will say though once I got to the end and started upgrading a certain weapon. 
that I thought was not that great and has so it has actually become my favorite weapon. Um, mm. But some of the other weapons, okay. I'm like, I don't really use. I used four weapons, and one of them I just use as like, uh, oh, I'm out of ammo for the other three. Um, but I do cycle through two of them pretty regularly. So, but looking through oh. the weapon selection, I haven't. I think I bought every weapon but one. So I bought everything. Um, so I, I still have to run around and use them to upgrade them. So that may change in New Game Plus, but um, as far as I'm aware right now, I it's not my favorite weapon selection. I think that Up Your Arsenal is my favorite weapon uh, mm-hmm. set that Insomniac has included in the game. And I do think that um, looking back on it, I feel like they could have brought back a lot of cool stuff, but I don't know. I love but the yeah. way they use the uh, haptic feedback triggers. Like yeah, I was gonna say that. I love that. I love it. Feels ah. it feels natural. It feels normal too. Honestly, uh, when I picked up this controller for the first time, and I thought to myself, "Hey, yo, that's a gimmick." Like you know, you, you know what I mean. Hustle. Like everybody <laughs> yeah, on Twitter, yeah. they were like, "Yeah, it's this and that." And then you see all the PR videos, and they're like, "Hey, yo, this is a gimmick." But mm-hmm. I'm gonna be honest with you. <laughs> it. I have it set on like the default setting for insomniac i'm you can tune it down and tune it up i think tune it up but you can tune it down for sure i know that in the settings um where it's at in the default feels like it just feels like you're a part of the game and that's something that i can't really explain and i know this sounds dumb but i can't explain it until you play a game that utilizes it well because yeah. hustle understands like it's just it's just something so small it's such a quality of life update and then you don't realize that like something's happening and so until you like pay attention to it, and uh, man, and I, yeah, you lucky guys out there able to get hold of a PlayStation <laughs> Five. You know, yeah, real talk, man. I'm, I'm jealous, bro. I am seriously jealous. I got lucky. I, I got <laughs> yeah. me too. It doesn't matter, me too. bro. Lucky is lucky, and I'm jealous of even being you guys being lucky for that fact. Or able to get hold of a PlayStation Five. I'm still trying to get hold of one, and I still can't get it. And even mm. if I get, for example, ask one of my homies to be like, "Hey man, get get me get me a PS Five in US and ship it to me, bro." I am not paying two hundred pounds on customs on top Oof. of playing paying for a device itself. Do you know what I mean? It's like, mm. come yeah. on, like, bro. Yeah, yeah. No, I'm 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 so salty that it's unreal. Uh, <laughs> uh, you'll, you'll get your hands on one soon enough, I'm sure. Yeah. But um, but, but it's worth the wait. No, it definitely is. I'm gonna be so ecstatic when I get my hands on it. Um, but speaking on that note, though, like just by hearing you guys describing the gameplay, the way it controls, like you know, the the quality of life that Delhi said, like you know, just just a little upgrade, bro. That's getting me pumped up even more to just get my hands on it. Do you know mm-hmm. what I mean? Just so I can mm-hmm. experience it and to be able to play those kind of games like developers can actually integrate all these mechanics into it. Do you know what I mean? It's like make sure you, you utilize that whole entire experience that you're supposed to get hold of. And um, yeah, man, like just by hearing Ratchet and Clank um, reviews, the way you guys you know, explain it to me, like telling me like, oh, the a weapon, you know, a weapon system, like changing the weapons and then afterwards, you know, the haptic feedback and everything mm-hmm. like that. Like, I tell you what, Sony has low-key, like I've noticed every time <laughs> since PlayStation 1 to PlayStation 4 to now PlayStation 5, those subtle differences as it progressed, 
I can yep. see it because I've lived through that generation. I was lucky enough yeah. to get hold of a PlayStation One. You know, mm-hmm. I had the box one, you know, the original <laughs> the PlayStation. Yeah, yeah <laughs> the yeah, original the one. Yeah. yeah, the PSX. And then afterwards, I even had the PS1, the smaller the, one. The smaller one. That's the first yeah, one I yeah, had. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and then eventually going to PlayStation Two, PlayStation Slim, PlayStation Two Slim, then getting the PlayStation Three, the fucking you know. <laughs> yeah, I got the original. I got the original Big Bertha as well. Yeah, 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 yeah. So. Look like, you know what? This should look like a hibachi grill. Go ahead. Yeah. yeah. Oh my god. Yeah. <laughs> and then afterwards, on top Yo, of them boys that, are thick, man. Yeah, yeah those, that, that is a very thick machine, but. The simple fact is that 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 little PlayStation Three, it I mean not little but it's big. Um, the hardware capability of that itself, um, to be able to run a Linux OS and use it like mm-hmm. a normal PC, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. you know, and also at the same time, then seeing the PlayStation Four, what it brought, the services that they provided, like you know, who in the bright mind, like I'm that old, like I never really thought like I could stream a game. Mm-hmm. Right, mm-hmm. like I never thought that um, I could stream a game, but now it's possible. And then afterwards, having it into a system where you can directly stream whatever you're playing to the viewers out there. And then mm-hmm. on top of that, now you got the PlayStation Five with the ex- advanced interface and the um, specifications and everything like that. And going through all of that and playing Ratchet and Clank from the beginning. Yeah. Right, and now to hear Ratchet and Clank on this generation, it's like they have taken strides, and all they keep doing is trying to keep rising and rising, pushing the limits. Mm-hmm. And I remember playing Ratchet and Clank on PlayStation Two, and to be honest with you, I loved that little friggin' raccoon or whatever it is. It's, right, <laughs> yeah, I, I it's, loved uh, it. It's and a on top of that, yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. back. Right, and um, at the same time, going through their journey, like the story mode, even though it was quirky, fun kind of a thing, it was one of those games where you could just relax back and be like, yeah. I don't have to worry about shit. You know what I mean? I can play this <laughs> level over and over again. And to be able to have that same experience just by hearing you guys on PlayStation 5, bro, that's amazing. Just to keep up in that similar stride yeah. and never lose that greatness of playing a game. Do you know what I mean? At first, I was... Yeah, within the first two hours, I was like... Actually, within the first hour alone, like, um, in the parade sequence, in the beginning of the game, as soon as I got to see all the old Q-Force members, I was so happy. I was like, yo, they're back. Like, oh my god. Um, And then right after that, I was... was... So I bet there's a lot of fan service in this game? Um, I I can't speak to that this year. Sorry, what? I said I couldn't speak to that just yet. I'm only an oh, hour. Yeah. Okay. I'm sorry, yeah. but forgot oh, you okay, Yeah. Uh, I I would say that um, it's a lot for returning fans. I I would say that there's a lot of cool stuff. Now it doesn't like <clears throat> it's not in your face like oh you have to be a fan mm-hmm. to experience it. I feel like because a lot of the parade sequence, a lot of those characters, like the returning characters, are um, like they're kind of just pushed off the screen. Because obviously you you also have to think it's a like a reboot of a series that because I think the last one came out in like 2013, 2014 or something like that. Oh, 2016. Um, 2016? Okay. Yes, so um so yeah, so you gotta think that like this is a series that is a di- direct sequel to one that was five years ago. So you never know 
where people are or who's experiencing it for the first time. So the game is built from the ground up to actually still be a first time experience. Um, and it still introduces you to all the things about the universe that Ratchet and Clank is known for all the weapons, all the stuff, all the mm. gear. Oh, okay. um, it's still very much a beginner friendly game yeah, while yeah. keeping the sure. essence of Ratchet and Clank. And I think that that's what's like I said, that's the mo one of the most important parts of, of the thing, because a lot of people mess up on reboots and stuff and, and sequels to reboots um, is that they try to do too much and mm -hmm. they lose, you know, they lose or they go into the opposite direction of what made it great in the first place, especially in a game like um, like a mascot centric game like you know ratchet and clank like spyro jack and daxter mario th those kinds of mascot games because like ra obviously ratchet and clank came from the mascot era in the early 2000s so while you're transitioning that into 2021 you're like is that still a thing like is mascot gaming still a thing not really is platform is the thing like yeah you know on a different scale like on the indie scale on pc or whatever but it's not so relevant like it was in the early 2000s where we had like where Sony had like three or four series, you know, you had Xbox coming out with like a new one, like every year, like, Hey, here's a platform. Here's a platformer. Um, mm -hmm. the, the, the high, the high quality ones, the mainstream ones are like shovel Knight, ratchet. Then uh, obviously the new ratchet and clank, uh, you have like, um, yeah, we haven't seen Castlevania in a while. And then they just announced the new, the new Metroid. Um, but other than that, you don't, I mean, you have Ori in the blind, you know, Ori in the Will of the Wisp in the Blind Forest. So you really only have like a handful. And then, of course, the iconic Mario. Um, so oh. it's it's not as saturated as it was in the early 2000s. So bringing that and rebooting that into the 20 into 2021. It's kind of scary to think as a developer, do we keep do we keep it the exact same? Or has our audience grown past that? And like I said, they kept the essence and then they've matured the series just enough to be like, oh, this is nice. Like it, it is, it is actually quite nice. Hey, Deli, I have a question. Sure. Do you think the game is too short? Because I, I see how long it takes to finish it about 10 and a half hours. Do you think that that's too short for what this is? Looking back on uh, Ratchet and Clank 3 up your arsenal, um, mm -hmm. there's like a theater and there's like, I think there's like 10 or 12 planets. And in this game, there's like uh, single digit planets. Um, there's a lot mm. of optional. There's a lot of optional stuff, but mm. I personally I don't think that. Like if we looked at how big the PS2 game was with all that extra additional content and the museum, the theater, all the extra, um, like Hollow Quest and stuff like that. There's a lot, and they jammed it into the PlayStation 2 era or the PlayStation 2 version of the game. Um, I I mean I was gonna say I th I think it is short, but. I work a lot, so I'm okay with it being short. Same. So Same. I'm like, I'm like, cool with it being ten and a half to twelve hours. You know, I'm cool because I bought it on Friday. I put a couple hours in, and then I played it again on Sunday. Then I played it again on Tuesday, or Monday night into Tuesday morning. So I played it up until midnight, and then I played it for about three hours yesterday, and then I beat okay. it. So about ten, ten and a half to eleven hours. Um, okay. but I haven't gotten to the final like i've gotten to the final mission and it's one of those missions where it's like hey you talk to this character and you can't go back after you know your generic final oh, mission it's like the spider-man the thing they did in spider-man yeah 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 so they, that's what i'm let you know mm -hmm. i'm right i'm running around collecting extra stuff right now leveling up guns um gotcha so yeah so yeah you know there is a lot of praise for Russian clank you know a lot of critics are praising it and everything 
Um, but there is some criticism there as well. And I did see, you know, this tweet was uh, went viral. And so it had a video of, um, it had a video of Rivet moving to the grass. And mm-hmm. um, he, he was saying in the tweet, like, oh, you know, Insomniac is a double A developer because, you know, they, they can't, um, you know, they, they don't have the technicality as, as compared to, you know, Naughty Dog or, you know, Rockstar. Um, um, so I did encounter how, a couple so how, do you, how do you guys feel about, like, you know, the, the attention to detail aspects, you know, like, like moving to the I ran into and... a couple of bugs in my playtime in my 10 hours so far. Um, there was one where voice quips were, like, replaying over and over. Um, mind mm-hmm. you, I do have the day one update. I don't know if there's another update available, but I had the day one patch. Um, and there was another one where I got stuck in between like two boxes and then I just like infinitely fell and then I died. Mm, And there was another one where I got stuck in a wall, um, for a brief period of time. I ended up being able to like jump and wiggle out. But other than that, um, I don't think they're like game breaking bugs. I did have to restart a checkpoint on one of them. Mm -hmm. Mm. I mean, I think the attention to detail is is more apparent in photo mode i think that because the game is stylized in the way that it is you know move like rivet waving wading through grass or like her armor getting wet or her like her hair getting her fur getting wet or something like to me i don't think that's that big of a deal because you have to think about the realism versus realistic argument right like realism is like you throw something into a fire and it lights on fire you're like okay that's real Listic, it like that's how i would expect it to work right right mm-hmm. where realism is something like uncharted 4 last of us 2 where like all of that stuff is like you're like yes that's part of the world that's like you you, ex- you automatically expect it to work like that you like you almost have to have it working like that because also because of the way the game is styled but in this mm-hmm. game they use a lot of animation techniques like stretching and smearing mm-hmm. and that's something that keeps the What's it called? It keeps the essence of like how it's animated uh, and how the cutscenes are animated because I don't feel like they used mocap. I could be wrong. I could totally be wrong. I'm happily, would gladly be be wrong, but I don't feel like it, at least I, from what I can tell, I don't feel like it's mocapped. I feel like a lot of it is hand animated. Um, and, and even like if you slow down the footage of Ratchet jumping up and down or Rivet jumping up and down, you can see the frames where they're stretching and smearing. And that's just interesting the way that they, you know, they don't uh, change the style of between cutscene and gameplay. They keep it very consistent. Um, so to me, the attention to detail, a lot of it is in RTX work or ray tracing work. So I would implore you to like look at people who have played with photo mode um, because their eyeballs reflect. Um, their armor reflects uh, shell casings. Like it's just so, there's so much attention to detail, but because mm. the game is moving so fast and you're doing so much, it's it's easy to miss it. Whereas okay. something like Last of Us Two, where it's like it has a lot of downtime, like the game, the way the game is structured and designed, there's a lot of high moments and then there's downtime. So you can kind of notice it the way Ellie handles her weapons or this or that. Um, whereas in Ratchet and Clank, like how fast you're moving between worlds and everything uh it's very very easy to miss everything that's going on i agree with uh i agree with you deli on that please stop and take a picture um bro you saw my stream yesterday when when i got to that river section 
mm-hmm. I just stopped and looked over, and it just so happened I saw like the entire reflection from like the spaceship, like the eye of the spaceship, yeah. that orange part. I saw all this. I said, "Oh God!" And I didn't. I thought I thought I tweeted it out, but I didn't. But when when I saw that attention to detail was is, is super crazy. Um, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. Insomniac, sure, yeah. man. I, I'm a I'm a be real. Whoever was complaining on Twitter that they, you know, God bless them. But we we won't pay attention to that. Um, and like I said, I'm gonna I'm be civil because I'm here. But yeah, you yeah. know, whatever. We, we just you you can't you can't focus on, on that type of thing. And this isn't um. And W mentioned earlier, this isn't that type of game like The Last of Us. So I don't expect for this to be super like detail oriented. Um, some bugs that you faced, uh, Deli. My homegirl mm-hmm. Becky had faced those same bugs because she was tweeting uh, tweeting that stuff out. But um, I don't know if there was a second update because I had played. Like I said, I started this yesterday, yeah, and yeah. the game's been out like what a week. Well, not, uh, not even it came out Friday, so five days now. Yeah, so I haven't really seen that type of thing. I almost fell between two crates, but I kind of jumped myself out of it. So mm-hmm. who's to say? But um, no, that that game looks looks phenomenal. Insomniac, man. I mean, you know, they. I, I saw a few people capping on Twitter. You know, they they PlayStation's best studio. This, that, and the third. Not quite. Mm, yeah, Naughty Dog. Yeah. Naughty Dog is still there. Naughty Dog is still there, but we will give Insomniac their flowers. Like yeah. over the last seven years, and I did a video on it. Over the last seven years, like the the level of excellence, the quality, like everything mm. from traversal, from graphics, from you know, just the the writing itself. Like the writing itself, from what I've seen so far, is like really good. I know it's like kidding and you know, and they really for like full yeah. blown adults. But it's it's kind of funny. I'm not finna hold you. It's like it's like a little Saturday morning cartoon. It's kind of funny for real. So yeah, just and I had I had to remind guess. myself. It's like, hey, this game is E10 and up. You right. know, like a lot yeah. a lot of these people, like you know, that's why you say you read the reviews and nobody's judging it as if it was like an M17 or GTA 5 or like some role playing, some like super realistic sim game. We mm-hmm. all know what Ratchet and Clank is. We all know what it looks yeah. like. We all know the idea <laughs> that it's trying to convey. So I feel mm-hmm. like you really yeah. need the people who are harsh about it on Twitter kind of need to just pull themselves out of it, you know, and just realize that like, you know, if this is the game, if you're trying to criticize it for that, like maybe this isn't the game that you're, this isn't mm-hmm. the best example for mm-hmm. a game that you're trying to really target and, and harass. I think this game still has a lot to compliment about. I think that anybody who is doing otherwise is really nitpicking about it right like even even me i gave it such a high score even with a couple a couple bugs that i ran into in my in my playtime and like i said one of them i had to restart uh, uh one of them had to restart a checkpoint i think the other one had to close the game um mm. but it to me it wasn't that big of a deal like i didn't think it was like whoa this is game is unplayable yeah it, i feel that and most of the time people seem to just jump on that bandwagon and it's just mm-hmm. like kind of sits there be like listen man just give it a try <laughs> just just mm-hmm. don't be salty for the sake of being salty and just because everyone else is going on about it you should experience for what you are don't try to please people and just want to say things and do things just because other people want to hear it do you know what i mean so just 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 go ahead enjoy it if it's really unplayable all right cool bet yeah give yeah. me your reasoning behind it Give me your reasoning behind it. Show mm-hmm. me your absolute points as to where you were actually having these issues. So that not only that it helps the developers, but also at the same time, it also makes the, uh, you know, um, how do you call it? It kind of desensitizes 
um, the community so that was well, actual feedback. You know, it, it's not just well, this game is crap. Well, why? Yeah, I didn't yeah, like yeah. it. <laughs> you know, like okay, all right, cool. Exactly, like, and that, that's the thing. Like, bro, do you, do you even play games to say like, do you, you don't like it? What? So any game that comes out, you're just gonna be sitting there and be like, this is shit. Yeah, if it's not if it's not your genre of game, mm-hmm. then automatically it's bad. I dislike that. I feel like people need to be open with more, um, because there's so much variety in games. And that's something that I'm proud of you know being in the industry it's like uh, i know i had tweeted out this a little while back or like two days ago because i saw somerville and i was like you know mm. i'm so happy to see that developers are still leaning towards like a very stylized heavy atmospheric aesthetic instead mm-hmm. of chasing that hey man it's got triple a games got to be hyper realistic you know mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. You know, that comment that you said on Twitter, like, oh, Insomniac's a double-A studio. Like, no, they're definitely still a triple-A studio. Not only did they release three high-quality games, one being an update, but so let's say two and a half high-quality games. Like, you had Spider-Man Remastered, Miles Morales, and Ratchet & Clank within the span of, like, a year. Yeah. You can't say that they aren't a triple-A studio. You can't say that, you know? And mind you, I paid $70, so $69.99, for Ratchet and Clank, and I didn't feel like it was a waste of money at all. I felt like it was great. Actually, technically, I bought two copies. I bought one for me and for my brother. So I spent like one forty-eight mm. for the game, and I mm. didn't, I didn't, I didn't feel bad for it. I love that game. Sony's most consistent studio. I had said that in the video that I did. Um, they definitely got a PlayStation Five on their back right now, man. Like mm. it's yeah, yeah. And it, and it's like they like leagues ahead of like a lot of the other content that's already there. Um. Sleep a hit for me, Astrobot. I'm, I'm, you played Astrobot, right? Oh my god, yo, that, that, that I, that I thought it was kind of lame at first. I was like, <laughs> nah, nah, nah <laughs> whatever, nah, bro. Don't get me wrong, nah, when, that, I, when I that joint hot. Then, like, mm-hmm. when I got the PlayStation Four, right, and I came across Astrobot, I was there, like, what? The oh, I'm sorry. This game, Astro's Playroom. My fault. It's, yeah, it's, Astro's Playroom. I was there, like. Hey, what kind of game is this? And then afterwards, you see a little robot running around the whole entire thing, like the whole introduction <laughs> to that. I was there, like, yo, Loki, not gonna lie to you, I like this game, but I just don't want to admit it. But yeah, yeah, Astro's Playroom is free, and it, yeah. it's the actually when you get your PS5 Joker, I implore you to actually just play thirty minutes of it because right. not only is it the perfect use of the haptics, mm-hmm. it's like. It's already installed, so you can just boot up and play it like, oh, like no, that. No, like, you don't need to like installed. no updates, no nothing. Like it's just it flexes yeah. everything that the PlayStation Five is trying to sell and market itself as perfectly. And uh, also, it's fun. It's, it, it's a platformer, and plus, if you're a fan of PlayStation games or if you played any of them, there's a bunch of hidden Easter eggs in them. Oh. And I just felt like I just felt like uh, a kid you know playing Mm -hmm. like mario or whatever (laughs) you just felt like you were part of something bigger at least that's how i felt so i was happy with it i'm gonna echo those sentiments it's actually the perfect love letter to playstation as far in terms of history and everything if you knew nothing about playstation so you didn't Mm -hmm. and you just worked your way through with games about five hours or whatever you can platinum that really you can platinum it in like a sitting one sitting or whatever but if you didn't know anything about playstation as you slowly progress through the levels and like, and it, it tells you different things about the PS5. Um, it's it's just a lot that's going on with it. And um, that game is like criminally underrated. I haven't really met a person who hasn't liked that game. 
Like for everybody who played it, I have not met a person like yet who has not liked it whatsoever. Yep, but I have that joint fire, boy. Yeah, that, that thing, <laughs> oof, that thing is it, good. It's, it's really good. It's a certified banger. <laughs> All right, so but yeah, man. That's a, that's so yeah, you know, yeah, you know, back to back to Ratchet and Clank Rift Apart. You know, um, yeah, I, I do think you know Insomniac is definitely. Uh, you know, ahead of the curve in front of everybody else, and it's uh, it's great to hear that you guys are enjoying the game. And so we're gonna be moving on to our E3 post coverage. And so let's go okay. ahead and start with uh, Ubisoft Forward. And so you know, I'm just gonna go to the highlights real quick. You know, we have R6 uh, Rainbow mm-hmm. Six Extraction. That's a, that's a cool looking you know co-op alien shooter. You know, you got lots of uh, alien variety that you can. Uh, fight in that game. Um, uh, the highlight of the show, in my opinion, was uh, Widest Republic. And mm. I think, personally, this is a much better idea than the crew, than what they did with the crew. And, yo, just think about the, all the um, like all the custom games and all the you know, the crazy, wacky things you can do with a lot of, with a group of your friends. Like, it seems like a lot of fun and, you know, it's a lot of things you can, you can ride on. Uh, pause. <laughs> uh, so you can you have a bicycle, snowboard, um, a skateboard as well. Uh, but on top of that, you also have the jetpack. You have you can also ride an ice cream bike, and you also have wingsuits mm-hmm. as well. <laughs> so yeah. you know it's a so when, it's a lot of variety there. That, so when that trailer dropped, I'm not gonna lie to you. I was sitting there and I was there like, is this another SSX game? Like, are you for real? <laughs> Like what? <laughs> oh man, I have yeah, played yeah. an SSX game, and then all of a sudden they start bringing out different varieties of freaking game, like you know, like the bikes, like you said, the jetpacks, ice cream. I was there, like, ice cream bike. What the hell? All right, cool. No worries. This is it, the concept is really cool, um, especially like nowadays when most of the games are like serious like you know you take it into a whole stride it's not like a fun casual experience this looks like it's one of those games where low-key you can have a group of like four or five people and be like hey man do you want to just hang out and chill while we play this stupid ass game all well but you know just like a kind of like a casual couch party kind of a game also at the same time if you got if you got like a party going on on a Discord, for example, right? So you got a voice chat party, and you'll be like, you know what, would be cool. Let's play this, you know. And also, I think, I think from what I got from this particular impression of this trailer, is like it's encouraging a lot of streamers, right? Mm-hmm. Because like that—that's what I come across as like uh, as a streamer, you go ahead and jump into one of these games. You know what? I'll be like, I'm not gonna lie to you. Let's have a wingsuit battle, right? <laughs> let's have a let's have a wingsuit race, or let's have a jetpack race. You know, one of those kind of things. And like, I was really, really impressed by the whole entire thing that they showcased in that trailer. Um, the only thing that I haven't seen is the actual gameplay of a person playing it. I did see a little snippets of like a certain flips and tricks that the character was doing. But I would love to see more of that gameplay just to understand like how very well like the animation looks smooth, right? Mm-hmm. It could be just that the rendering of the you know gameplay looked better, but I just want to see that actual animation of how that um, 
the whole live experience is going on the gameplay version right because it looked really really well for uh particular sports adrenaline like you know all these kind of things especially when you have like a massive amount of players playing it with you right mm-hmm. i want to see how well that game can handle right because yeah i uh, i'm sorry i'm watching the trailer right now it seems like it's channeling uh, not channeling, but occupying the same space as like SSX and like Tony Hawk, um, exactly. but also yeah, at a party sure. game yeah. at the same time. Yeah, 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 so it's yeah. like it definitely. I'm intrigued. I am. It looks I, like I'm... a fun time. It, it it does. Like Loki is one of those days. Is be like you know what? Let's have a view, like as a streamer, right? Let's have mm-hmm. a viewer game, right? So yeah, this would be an yeah, awesome viewer game. game. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Yeah, so it's a community game, right? So you just pull up like the queue uh, queue up, and then be like, "Hey, if you want to play a game, just type in exclamation word join, and then you will be in queue, and you can hop into this game." Yeah, because not everybody likes Forza Horizon, but it seems like this game has so much variety to it that even if you're, you know, like let's I watching here the gameplay, I see that's like first person biking, and then there's the wingsuit. Mm-hmm. It seems like mm-hmm. there's something for everybody, even if you're yeah, not yeah. into extreme sports. Yeah, yeah so that's, 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 that's a, uh, sorry, go ahead, that's Hustle. A really good... Oh, no, I just said, like, I, I saw the trailer because um, I had uh, streamed the uh, Ubisoft conference in Discord. Um, me and the troubleshooters was like, yo, we, we is that a cop? And we was like, yeah, that's, that's a cop. So that, <laughs> that definitely, it's like a community-driven thing, um, as you guys mentioned before. I never really looked at it as... Um, having a ton of your viewers, you know, come game with you. I probably never looked at it like that. But um, now that you mention it, I think that's something that uh, one of us out uh, uh, the group got to execute, man, because it definitely does look fun. I, I do want to see more gameplay. And I've seen this game before. I can't remember where they showed it at. Hmm. But it was at one of those events. But I've seen it before. We saw, like, a quick little uh, trailer of it. Um, All them people on the bikes. I mean, how many people did they did they confirm it was like a hundred people? Was it sixty people? Did they did they say? Um, I think sixty four is. I think I saw sixty four per server race. Um, I saw wingsuit race, and uh, in the trailer is about around four minutes and twenty five seconds. It says position twenty eight out of sixty four. That's still that's still good. So at least one, at least one server is sixty four. So you, you can you can you imagine if you have more than like a specific amount of viewers watching you and they own uh like let's just say a uh, one third of that right own this game and they'll be like yo Loki it'll be fun to play against um, play with the streamer and all their group and they're all sitting there and be like hey but I beat you. I beat you. You know what I mean? Take the L. Take the L. Just go. Just go. You know, like, could you imagine the amount of BMs thrown in that freaking chat? Like, damn, bro. Yeah. All right, calm, calm, calm. But anyways, but it looks it looks like a community-driven game. And to be honest with you, it's something that I love to do. Like, um, because most of the time, I am like a community type of gamer, as in the mm-hmm. sense. Right, like I like playing with players. I, I like enjoying. I like to even just chill and hang out for the sake of just chilling and hanging out, even if I don't play the game. Right, and mm-hmm, you can yeah. see that most of the time, most of the time I'm on Windows Server. Right, I'm just chilling over there and not playing a game, but I'm just chilling over there and I'm just listening to this man talk, replying to whatever question he throws at me. They sit there and take the well in UK in England we say taking the piss, but we're just like sitting there and teasing each <laughs> other. Right. So, 
he mm. takes the piss out of me i take the piss out of him and bam it's just cool it's it's a fun little thing so while doing that and playing like this wacky ass races like mm-hmm. bet i'll be up for it i'll be up for it yeah you you definitely make a great point joker you know i i do think this is going to be you know popping off on twitch and honestly this could be like the same effect as fall guys did you know on twitch how it's yeah, yeah. there and yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. I, I definitely see the potential with that man and so yeah you guys can um we do have a release date here it is going to be released on september the 2nd so you can look forward to whitest republic and it's looking like a day one cop you know <laughs> Yeah, hey, uh, hey, for this game, I'll, I'll honestly tell you, for this game, I don't mind paying whatever the retail price for this game is. Mm-hmm. Right? It's one yeah, of those yeah. games that I like. Like, you know me, I'm a cheapskate when it comes to certain <laughs> shit. Right? Like, I'm not. I'm not even gonna deny that fact, right? I'm. I'm. I'm being honest with you. But for these kind of games, and if it gives me a good content, and if it make like allows me to grow my community and make a lot of new friends. Bet I don't mind paying retail price for this. I'll get it if y'all get it. That's exactly it. I'll get it if you get it. All right, cool. No worries. Let's go. You know what I mean? <laughs> All right, bet. Yeah. So, you know, moving on here. So, I, I am going to go over a little bit of the Devolver Digital Conference. Mm-hmm. And, you know, as always, they, they do put up a good, goofy show, you know, with, with all the skits and everything. I, I did like the skits. Um, so some of the games I want to highlight is Shadow Warrior 3. And this is looking Doom. like, you know, Doom meets um, something like... Um, it, it's like it's like Doom meets uh, Bioshock in a way. Kind of like, uh, you know, with the cartoon aspect. And um, also Death's Door. I really did like Death's Door here. It's kind of like Legend of Zelda meets Bastion. So I do think this is a really cool game there as well. Okay. okay. And uh, so you guys want to go over um, some of these games or are you guys uh, hyped for any of these games here? I'm actually I mean, happy like, Shadow Warrior still being made. I'm exactly, bro. Right. That's I'm, uh, about to say that. I'm not going to lie first, to you. I played, yeah. I played the first and the second one. Uh, the first one I thought it was like, oh, it's just a lame game. And then I ended up mm-hmm. playing it and it like it occupies the same space as Doom. So I'm like, yo, this is kind of nice. Exactly. And that's the thing. Like I played the first and the second game. I was there like Shadow Warrior. Then I said, Shadow Warrior 3? Okay, what are they going to throw in this this time? Let's see. And mm-hmm. yeah, it looked fast paced. Like you said, um, kind of got a Doom aesthetic with me. Bioshock, yep. And also there mm-hmm. was another thing too where it's just, like the one thing I really did not like about it it looked like there was too much chaos going on right and it was like hardly anything that was um i could focus on just a lot of things that was happening and i just wanted to be like oh chill take it like a slow step just to see i get it it's an action-packed adventure kind of a game but that was way too much shit that was going on in the screen for my liking that's just me it could be a different effect to another person, but for me, that was way too much for my liking. Do you mm. know what I mean? So, yeah. um, I did play uh, Shadow Warrior 1 and 2, and you could see the difference, right? The amount of things that's going on, the chaotic thing that's going on, and compared to the first and the second one, it's just like, what, what, are, they, what, what are they trying to show over here? Are they trying to show that 
the engine is better or is it is, is it trying to show that they have added new features uh, it's like it was not a clear message sent across in a particular way it's like i right, i created the third sequel for the game here it is this is what you're expecting nothing else you know what i mean so yeah i was a little bit disappointed but at the same time at back of me is there like you know what it could be a marketing strategy for all you know so it's one of those things that I have to take in stride and uh, choose within my own um, ability to like, hey, do I want to buy the game or wait until wait for it until Xbox Game Pass comes up? It shows up on Xbox Game Pass. Just um, I think they're just really nailing down bigger and better. I think no. I guess that I think that's really it. It's like, hey, man, you know, Shadow Warrior Two is kind of wild and crazy. Like, let's do more. You know, bigger, but more it's bombastic. Like, you see, you see, that's a that, that's a similar thing. Like looking back at those kind of things, it's like you remember Saints Row, Saints Row one, yeah, of and course. Two, right? so it's, the and it's the same concept. It's the same similar concept that is happening over here. It's like I just hope it doesn't happen like what happened to the rest of the Saints Rows. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? It just goes <laughs> yeah, downhill. Yeah, um, it's just, it just too much. crazy. Yeah, it just mm -hmm. went crazy and crazier. Is they like eventually end up fighting aliens? I was like, hey man. What the fuck? Do you know what I mean? Like, but yeah, I hope it just, I hope it just, like, still has that kind of an aesthetic as playing the first and the second game. Do you know what I mean? And doesn't make you lose interest in any way, and don't feel, and don't feel the regret of purchasing it. Yeah, <laughs> and be like, I already played two hours into it. God damn, I can't even refund it. I have a question, um, because I've never played uh, the Shadow Warrior franchise before, so just as like a newbie. Like, what would be the one thing that you would uh, say to me to get me a? Uh, Ooh, it's like question. if it's like if the Doom guy had a sense of humor. Exactly. Oh, shit. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's really about guy, it. You know, it's a it's a Doom guy that had a sense of humor and it's just a lot of gold. Just yeah, that's gold. that's pretty much it. Like anything that you've seen in Doom Eternal, it's basically the same. Uh, I don't want to say it's basically the same game, but it's the same style of game. You run in, you're overpowered, you're wild, you're crazy, you got a bunch of cool abilities, and you're just dismantling people, and um, that's pretty much, you know, the core of the game. You and, know? Obviously, and, there's and, the story. And, yeah, and the fact is that you can use a sword. Just, just, just. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's Swords, a, dual wielding he's guns, a, he, like, everything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's a, he, let's just, like, the whole story is based that he's a modern-day ninja. Imagine that shit. Mm. <laughs> he's a modern-day ninja. He's not gonna be wearing that uh, Toby boots and that whole entire setup and running around shit. No, no, no. This mm. guy is gonna go all guns blazing. You know <laughs> what? I'm here, motherfucker. Let's go. Kind of an uh, you know attitude. So I saw the conference, but it was on mute, and I was playing Battlefield when it was on. Mm -hmm. Before I even get into it, what I would like to say is that Devolver Digital definitely has an eye for talent from all of like the past games from. I almost say Ratchet and Clank. Now Ratchet and Clank from Hala Miami one and two from what I've played. Yeah. Yeah, I've yeah. also played super brief, but like the my friend not my friend Praise. What was the the joint with the banana that that, that you run around? Yeah, I think that is my, my friend Praise. Yeah. Yeah. Right, right, yeah. oh. That was fire. That was straight heat, man. 
Speaking of my friend Pedro, bro, I completed that shit so many times just to get a better rating, and it always (laughs) fucks me up (laughs) big time. They always that is one game. No matter how many times I play it, I am so salty, and I just want to keep playing and playing until I can actually beat the ranking. And they're like, I can do it, but I still can't achieve it. Why? Why? I'm I'm using a keyboard and mouse, bro. Like, I, that's yeah. the only game I play with keyboard and mouse, and I'm still not able to do it. Like, I'm so salty. But cool. no, 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 you're good. You're good. <laughs> you stay. You stay. No, no, no. Their alpha talent is um, it, it's super good. And I love the fact that they don't take themselves seriously. The only thing that kind of bothered me during that whole press conference, and this is on a tangent. Was when the girl was eating a hot dog, <laughs> and she ate it kind of weird. Like, we, we, like I don't know, she was eating the hot dog from the top down. It, it's just the thing that I saw. Hey, hold, like, on, hold on, hold I gotta watch this. Hold on. <laughs> oh, you see it? She was eating, yeah, yeah, yeah. eating the chili dog. That shit was hilarious. Yeah. Um, pardon me, pardon me. That oh. that stuff was hilarious. Pardon me, pardon me. But I was like, what? No, no, what no, the no, world? <laughs> like, like, <laughs> like. I know Devolver, Devolver Digital is known for having goofy conferences and. I don't know. I don't know. It was it was it like a homage to play saying something while she's eating that you know thing I was, in that particular way. Yeah, I was watching. So, I was I was on, I was watching it on mute, so I really couldn't tell you. I was like, it was just one of those things that like stuck because I had it on my other monitor while I'm on my other PC, and I'm playing the game. I'm like, just look up. What in the world? What what are we what doing? Is, so, what is she doing? Like, yeah, it's one of those um off the moment. Like, you could you imagine like. I bet you anything it would make more sense if the audio was running, but because there was mm-hmm. no audio running, you would be like, hey, man, I don't know what kind of a conference you're holding up, but if you want to sell your games, I guess this is the way you want to sell it. <laughs> yeah, but their shows are always good, though. Um, you all may know him, but oh, no, it's Alex over there at uh, the Press Star Podcast. He had actually put me mm-hmm. on to him. I didn't, I didn't know who Devolver was. Like I just played the games didn't know who they were, but... um. He was like, yo, that show's always good. So I just always kept a kept an eye out for him and everything. And I think her name is uh, Nina Struthers. I believe that's her name. Or Smothers, I'm not sure. But she she's quite hilarious. She's like she's like the white Aisha Tyler to me. She's like like uh, super funny. Right. She, yeah, she she's quick got, with it. She she she's quick. got good good timing, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she's super quick with it. But um as far as the games and stuff, didn't they like last year, didn't they do like a whole like fake games on Steam thing that were actual games on Steam? Or am I wrong? Because they did like parodies of their own games, and it was for sale on Steam. Yeah, they always uh, are self-aware and mm-hmm. do the weird and wacky, which actually I'm kind of cool with. They also sell yeah, yeah, yeah. something, it, it's just, which I'm, I'm like, I, I, hey, I'm happy with that. It, it just brings a different vibe to the whole entire introduction to the conference. You know what I mean? And it's like yep. it's fun. It's fun. Like you want to watch a show, you want to watch an event, make it interesting. People want you want to be gripped onto, and at the same time, promote your you know um, product out there. And in all means and favors, the way they're doing it is just fine because I'm pretty sure. Most of the people with are, like who are actually tuned in and actually listening to the whole entire thing and watching the whole entire event, they were sitting there and they were probably laughing throughout the whole entire thing. Because mm-hmm. let's face it, when you're introducing a product which happens to be game games or game related, you don't want to be become too serious because that mm-hmm. goes off in a different way. You're talking about games, make it fun because games are fun. It's not too serious. Unless it's a competitive kind of a game, do you know what I mean? But apart from that, 
Games are fun, and I think that's what they were trying to show. Since we are the game developers, we like to make games fun, but at the same time, we like to also host things in a funnier way, eventful way, people can get gripped onto. And I, I actually enjoyed that uh, little event. It was different to all the other things, and that's what made me stand out, especially with a girl eating that. Uh, they like, I right, cool. <laughs> that, that, yeah, that image was still in my head, and I think I was watching that event with my girlfriend and she was there like what the hell like sorry <laughs> like what the hell are you watching and i'm like you're watching about games conference you know it's like don't mm-hmm. look like that to me <laughs> but yeah, like, yeah you know developer digital they always like to do some wacky zany stuff there and so it's always cool to watch and so we're gonna be moving on here to the xbox bethesda show and so hey, this... can, I, can i say one last thing uh, yeah, sure. Yeah, one, yeah. one last thing. Yeah. Oh, my fault, my fault. Um, just in regards to having an alpha talent, Daimu is another one, another publisher who, if y'all aren't familiar, they have an alpha talent as well. And the reason why I mention that is because I want to play Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Shredder's Revenge. Mm. I think they had something to do with Zombies Ate yeah. My Neighbors as well, which comes out at the end of the month. So they, they got some heat too. They got retro heat, but they got heat nonetheless. Now, I think, because I, I haven't seen them none this E3. I think outside of like the Streets of Rage stuff today, I saw on games, oh, well, yeah. but uh, I didn't want to like mention that super quick. I'm sorry about that. Yeah, okay, yeah, all right, cool. yeah, yeah, cool, cool, no worries. And so right. you know, we're gonna be moving on to our Xbox Bethesda show, and so you know, I just want to go into the highlights. So we have a, a CGI trailer shown for Starfield, and you know, we had Todd Howard stood on stage, and he was talking about his relationship with Xbox. Um, so he's talking about that for a few minutes that we had the few minutes of CGI and honestly at first I was just bummed out that they didn't show any gameplay of Starfield but I did go back and watch the 4k trailer and like it, it did reveal some interesting details and so what I found interesting is when this guy was returning back from the from this remote planet um, he actually put his weapon down on the table so I'm I'm thinking that you know this is just speculation, but I'm thinking that that, that this could be Fallout meets No Man's Sky, and if it's mm. anything like that, like yo yo sign me up, bro. Like I, I'm I'm with it, man. <laughs> <laughs> if it's anything like Fallout meets No Man's Sky, you have a lot of um you know you you have a lot of potential there in my opinion, and I think that's that's a really really amb- ambitious project. You know, so so so, so what do you guys think about uh, you know what, what you've seen from the CGI trailer? So I'm not as interested in like a lot of people because I still kind of don't know what's going on. I know it's in outer space. Um, she kind of looks like a Celine from Return or whoever that young lady was in the very beginning. That's who she kind of reminds me of. Like when I first saw her, um, November twenty second. No, 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 November eleventh, two thousand twenty two. Yeah, so that's the release date. And I believe that has significance because November 11th was when, what was it? Not Fallout, but uh, Elder Scrolls released, right? I think one of the Bethesda like historians is going to correct me on that, but I think that's why that date has significance. Um, oh, so okay. th- there was a lot going on. They're also using a different engine. They're not using the Fallout engine. They, I forget the name of it. I wish I because oh, the engine. Yes. So they're using a completely different engine. So Maybe the uh, the name of a uh, bug that's the quote unquote, and not using the air quotes. Maybe that name may go away. I'm assuming that this comes out right. Um, uh, I got a lot more thoughts on it, but um, as far because like people were upset that nobody saw like uh, gameplay. 
Mm-hmm. Like, nah, but got, like everybody like been around the game and things for quite some time. So we know how the rollout goes. So like they'll show you a CG trailer. Then they may show you another CG trailer in terms of story. And I think they kind of did that here. Then at some point, they're going to have a big blowout next year. Hey, here's some gameplay. And then it's the release date because we know Bethesda don't play when it comes to that. Like, hey, when they when they show something, they typically drop it later on that year. Ally Doom, Doom, um, Doom Eternal, so on and so forth. Mm-hmm. So they'll typically they'll roll it out and they'll, they'll roll it out in such a way. But I wasn't upset when I when I saw that. The thing that I was upset with, though, was that the Washington Post, shout out to, shout out to D.C., the Washington Post went ahead and leaked it like 20 minutes before it went live. Oh, I'm not sure if you all are familiar. Yeah, yeah, of all, of all outlets. Like, what, yeah, Jason Schreier had retweeted it, and um, yeah, it was just, really? it, that, that turned oh. into a whole thing. Wow, okay, I didn't so know about like, that. Like, yeah, yeah, me, yeah. Honestly, for me, honestly, regarding this game, uh, I'm not interested in any way. Like, I'm not gonna lie to you. I'm like, it's not something that I will pay so much attention to unless there is something significant where it catches my attention and be like, hey man, um, I'm willing to try out Starfield. Um, but however, I am interested, like, with the engine that they are using, which kind of makes me want to think, like, um, since they gave a little teaser trailer for Elder Scrolls, are they gonna use that similar engine to actually? you know, create a new uh, Elder Scrolls game. Um, they announced that it was the Creation Engine 2. Mm-hmm. Um, and my thoughts on that is that I hope it's actually a build, like, from the ground-up build of the Creation Engine. Um, mm-hmm. Instead so of just, it's... like, instead of, like, Call of Duty, where it's just, they just keep patching, or, like, Frostbite, where they just keep mm-hmm. patching the same engine over and over and over again. Um, I Like I said, I desperately hope that it's a build up from the ground up a complete rebuild like actually new new and not just duct tape yeah it mm. is it, it, yeah it's one of those things and um not gonna lie like when i saw the cgi trailer for starfield it was nothing that great of a thing for me to be like <laughs> oh this looks very interesting yeah this is gonna yes. captivate my thing like the whole xbox bethesda show was kind of like a little bit of a too much CGI. No, it was a disappointment. Like I was expecting something big, and this was Microsoft's uh, Microsoft way of saying, "Hey, look what we are doing," and mm-hmm. it kind of felt lackluster to me. Right? I kind of like the amount of things that they were showing in there, and like, come on, uh, just do me a favor, show something that's new that's upcoming like it's something that can captivate you and motivate you to be like oh in the next few months i am so looking forward to this game i get it like there's a lot of people over here who's going to be looking forward to this particular game because it's something different for them and it's something you know like uh captivates this genre like aspect of things but i'm pretty sure like i asked a lot of my real life friends and they happen to be gamers right they're hardcore gamers they don't even care about streaming as much or anything like that they don't want to show anything but they're hardcore gamers they love playing any kind of game and they'll put their 120 percent into this and Mm -hmm. they will try to complete this game as soon as whatever it is and i asked them like loki i asked them their opinion because i kind of feel like they have 
a more of an input when it comes to actually playing games because they put their heart and soul into playing these games, right? So they turned around and said, to be honest with you, it just looks meh. Mm. Yeah. So you know, it just looks meh. So and you know, I, there's I, nothing. I, other, other than other than being a grind fest, I don't see anything else from it, and that's what they told me. And I was there, like, no, uh, uh, cool, <laughs> cool. So you know, in 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 my opinion, I I would rate this show as as a whole. I would rate this as six point five out of ten. Um, but oh. there are there are pretty good highlights in this showcase. Like what they showed with Talker Two, I thought that was really well done. And I did go like, back and watch the trailer, the 4K trailer for Soccer Two. That looks really impressive, man. Like, it's, I I think that's gonna be one of the showpieces for you know for the Series X. And that so like, and also Horizon. I, um, what was it? Uh, Forza Horizon. Yeah, that yeah, as well. five, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Like, for, like Forza when, Horizon Five. I think that's gonna be also another showpiece for for this console as well. So while this uh, conference was happening, um, Crow was with me on voice chat, right, with mm-hmm. my other buddy, and we were watching this live on Discord, right, <laughs> and um, we were just joking around. And you know what, Crow, you actually are generous to give them six point five. Everything. <laughs> really? So I, yeah, I, I was, I was kind of whining. <laughs> like, like yeah, he was generous. Go like, ahead, he I want to hear. Generous. He was generous to give it six point five. Um, the other body of uh, other homie of us, uh, Lolo, he was actually saying they're going, "Hey, man, I'm gonna give it five point seven, right?" And I'm like, "Like, you still generous, right?" Yeah, I'm I'm giving it five point one, and he's there like one. Why dot one? I'm like, that one was basically. I think it was the last trailer, um, Redfall. I think, yes. and that yeah. pushed that pushed it over the edge. Right, but other than that, the conference itself was dookie. Right, I it feel was... like y'all oh, some haters, bro. I feel like oh, y'all some boy. haters, bro. No, no, Here no. It's go. not about hating. It's not about hating. Like, look, genuinely, I would. It doesn't matter, right? Um, mm-hmm. uh, whichever it is, but for such a com- big company, I think Xbox now twenty odd years, right? They have so many things that they have done. They acquired. They've done. Um, they went through three different hardways, right? They acquired so many studios. Um, the conference is mainly E3. Like, E3 is their biggest stage for them. And then afterwards, all of a sudden, like, this conference felt, felt lackluster compared to the conference that they had the previous time, right? The previous E3. And comparing to that and the previous E3 to that, I'm sitting there going... Why is this conference feeling so lackluster? Like, is it because of the pandemic that I'm watching it at home and sitting there and I don't feel like the live audience sitting there and hyping it up or anything like that? Or is it just that fact that the content that they were pushing and the things that they were showing felt lackluster to me? And Loki, it was not even that. It's, it was not even the fact that the audience were there because I'm pretty sure when people watch something, like when I wa- compare it to things like um other things like for example let's just say ea conference or mm-hmm. i'm not even saying about the playstation state of play which is a completely whole different thing but mm-hmm. just the ea conference or things like that that felt more intriguing 
right? That felt more intriguing. I was like, okay, cool. I want to watch more things. But this one was just like, I think they were just trying to, it was a great marketing strategy for one thing. And that was for the Game Pass, the Xbox Game Pass and the Microsoft Game Pass. That was a great marketing strategy because for every trailer, they kept saying, get it on Game uh, Game Pass day one get it on you know available on game pass right now this that and the other and i was say like all right cool they were pushing their new uh product out there and i can see it's working very well you know it's all fair is uh, fair dues for xbox because that shit is low-key uh fire right now because the amount of games that you can play and things what they have in there is like i'm interested in it and i even subscribe for it right so it's not that I'm low-key hating Xbox. It's just felt like I just felt this conference, they could have done so much more better, but it felt so, so underwhelmed. I was so underwhelmed in many aspects, and I was just like, eh, here we go again. Like, oh, shit. Bro. Okay, okay. Um, For the record, I disagree wholeheartedly. I definitely disagree. For me, the show was a 10 out of 10. And I don't mean 10 Ooh. out of 10 in terms of... Hold on, God, let him man. Hey, hey, yo, let the man right, talk. Right. <laughs> nah, that, that show was fired. So, so I gotta, I gotta, I wanna break it down like this. I don't mean ten out of ten in terms of perfection, because you know, typically when people hit numbers, that's what they attach it to. I mean this, I, and I'll use the gaming form of standard, like ten out of ten in terms of being outstanding. Yeah, it was a couple missteps here and there, right? And I'll get to those in a minute. But if you weren't an Xbox fan before that, if you never played a game before, here's why I would recommend xbox to you first of all 30 out of those um 27 out of those 30 games going straight to game pass day one that's first of all the only games in it the only games that's not going to be there was battlefield it was wasn't stalker Um, but where is it i gotta take a look i think think stalker 2 is also day one in game pass or or is it it is it's not um i think i think it was um tiff uh, what, what is it tiffany's um the, the Borderlands one, the story one. I think that's oh, uh, Tiny one. Tina's uh, Tiny, Tiny Tina's yeah. Wonderland or something. Wonderland, but, yeah, yeah, yeah. But, but I don't, don't want to drive that. I don't want to drive away from the point there. First of all, at least if you didn't have Game Pass, you need to get it now. And it's like clear that you can keep it all the way up until Starfield comes out. We all know how Starfield going to be a hit and miss. So I would say start. Let's say stop it right there. But like at least for the next year. Um, mm-hmm. It's great that you will have Game Pass because you have a lot of stuff coming day one. Um, Contraband was one. Um, that was a quick little CGI splash yeah, trailer. Yeah. I, it, 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 you know, whatever. It is what it is. It is what it is, you know, at the end it's, of the day. It's the first time that we saw saw it, so I, I will definitely give that a pass. Um, I'm going to make sure I get everything on there. Forza Horizon 5 definitely was the game of that show. Halo, Halo Infinite was, was Halo definitely Infinite. improved. That, oh, yeah, yeah. They, it looked they improved, improved everything. I mean, yep. I agree. I agree to your um, point so far. I mean, mm-hmm. when it comes to a certain thing, for me, it's just the event itself just didn't feel that for my standards, like it could have done better. But for all the things that they showed in there, it was mm-hmm. great. Like, you know, when it comes to a Halo's, the whole um, multiplayer mode that they were showing, it's like, it looks all right, cool. It looks dope. You know, the multiplayer aspect was the one thing that lacked on the previous one, but this one looks like they improved it. And cool, that's in that's interesting. Um, the visuals and the textures on Horizon Five, um, the whole jungle aesthetic and everything like that, and the sky and you know things. Yeah, was the great. desert. Yeah. You know, uh, 
but yeah, so I agree to most of your things. The main, like I said, the main thing, what I can see on this conference that Microsoft was pushing out was the Game Pass. Right. Oh yeah, yeah for Game sure. Pass. And and as they share, by the way, um, right now I think it's at twenty six million subscribers. If that number is going to go up over time, I'm almost sure of it. For fifteen dollars a month, ten dollars a month, you got at least how many other Bethesda games that were getting, like they showed they announced like ten Bethesda games like right when they um when they was going through the whole thing with um that's how it Howard. I forget the gentleman's name, but he came back out. He interviewed Phil, Phil Spencer. Come. Oh no, I don't know. I thought I was gonna say Phil Spencer. No, no, no. Um, he interviewed Phil Spencer and he interviewed Todd Howard during the big Bethesda acquisition. Who I forget his. Oh my God, I'm horrible uh, with names. I'm a horrible with names. But he he came back out and he was like, "Oh, all these other games are coming to Game Pass PC." Um, and actually for me, because I I typically do my gaming on PC. I don't have an Xbox Series Series system yet. So a lot of it is in parity, which is my biggest complaint about Game Pass. A lot of it is in parity with one another. So what's up? Whatever's mm-hmm. on the yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, console. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. Yeah. yeah. So everything is together with the exception of uh Age of Empires, and they showed that. Um yeah, yeah. the other game that wasn't shown, um, it comes out on Erica's birthday, 923. Diablo 2. That's the only that's yeah, the but, other game. Oh, yeah, yeah. The remastered about. or the, the remastered. Is it a remastered? Yeah. Yep. Yeah. And that that you know what it, you know what it reminds me of because I've never played Diablo, but what I have played was Gauntlet Legends sixty four, and plus I played Gauntlet Legends in the arcade too. Like that's hey. the mind frame that it put me in. Okay, okay, and okay. for okay. for that to have a eight player co op like me and the troubleshooters, we finna jump on that. Like that's that's finna be dope for me. Hey, um, hey. I do want to take like a, a quick second to highlight like all the multiplayer go co op games from what was that Red Dawn or Redfall Red, rather Red, Red, Red Fall, Red, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and, and I, well, I guess we'll get to that in a minute. Like, from, from Redfall, which looks like it has five players, I think you can play as that robot in there, too. I believe so, um, but yeah, that, like that topic yeah, needs know. to be separated on its own because that was, I can say, out of all the games, that was the new thing that I can actually sit there and be like, I'm hyped about this game in particular. Mm-hmm. Yeah, now it, it looked fun. Um, yeah, we, we're going to talk about Redfall much oh. later on, but... Yeah. Uh, okay. Okay. All right. So I don't want to jump ahead. So I do apologize. Um, yeah, that's cool. That's cool. My game of the show was Forza, and apparently they have a battle royale mode as well. Um, the reason why I scored this conference so high is because the pacing was on point. Bethesda, they went and they say, "Look, this is how you do it," and they they pretty much had everything structured. Twelve minutes was another one that I don't really think is getting enough credit, but twelve minutes comes yeah, out. I, I wanted month. to highlight that as well, oh, actually. The, uh, <laughs> that joint yeah. looked it looked it looked good man it looked it's good, interesting good. it looks interesting yeah i yeah. yeah um yeah actually you know let's let's go and uh talk about uh let's go ahead and talk about 12 minutes here and so actually you know i i did listen to the dev interview for this game it's, it's a very interesting concept and so this developer actually spent over six years developing this this game and mm-hmm. um, so he was working on it alone for quite some years, and then he had some help later on. So the whole company is about eight members of staff. And so the premise of the game is that you're it's an interactive thriller trapped in a time loop. And so you play as this man coming home from work and having and you're having dinner with your wife. Then all of a sudden, a cop breaks into the apartment, and he claims that the wife. Has uh, has killed one of his associates, so that's why you know the all hell breaks loose and this cop you know manages to 
Um, I, he, en he ends up killing the wife. And so the whole premise of the game is to try and, you know, find the right outcome. And it has lots of different paths to take uh, to reach your final outcome. And so the whole point of the game is to reach the end of the loop where you end up saving your wife. So, you know, it's a definitely I mean, interesting concept. And um, this developer is actually it, saying that it has over 20 hours of gameplay. So it's a lot I of mean, different like, like you know, paths and outcomes to take. I, as much as I um, think, I love point and click adventure games. Right? And this game is that kind of a game. And second thing is like I like this whole crime genre, like a little bit of a twist to it. You don't know what you're gonna expect, how the whole entire loop cycle thing is gonna be working, what you're going to come across. So this is something like I am actually like it's just day. It's day for me to try out. It's one of those games that I wanna try, I wanna play it through. And if it can give me twelve hours or twenty hours of gameplay, how hell yeah. Oh, hell yeah. This is where my time is wasted on. This is where my time is wasted on because I like challenging games, right? I like challenging games, especially when it comes... I know a lot of people out there um, have a different perspective on these kind of things, but point-and-click adventure makes you think. Makes you think. Mm. Right? Mm. It makes you yeah, think. That's a good point. Because you want, you want to sit there and be like, what can I find now? Like, What's going to happen next? You don't know. Um, yes, you can go through the you know internet google and type in and look through all the walkthrough but the whole concept of point and click adventure is the mystery behind what you don't know what you're facing right what you're coming across next it could suddenly change the events you don't know you know it's it's not like a predetermined um story where it's like you go through a linear story base and it's like you either go left or right or you go middle you know, on this one, you have a variety of different possibilities because point and click adventure gives you, let's just say you have this point, it could have five different branches that could lead to depending on the choices that you do. And then that could have another two or three choices that you can mm. do, which will come back to this original point of what you're trying to end meet. So you could have a variety of different, um, what you call it, adventure mm -hmm. before you can come back to the point that they actually want you to see. Right. And a lot of people you, you like, for example, you played this game. I played this game. You'll be like, oh, did you actually click on this thing? And then afterwards, did you come across this scenario? And you'll be like, what are you talking about? I did. I went through this way <laughs> and I came across this scenario. And I was there like, bro, I want to go through this. I will replay it. Do you know what mm -hmm. I mean? I'll replay it until I um, discover all the scenarios. And it's like, that's my satisfaction. Like I made sure mm -hmm. that I completed this game. But yeah, man. Yeah, I'm, and, I'm looking forward. And when you're talking about the timeline aspect, that really reminded me of uh, Quantum Dreams: uh, Detroit Become Human. And yo, know, that was uh, such a great game. I like, I, I, I watched so many different playthroughs of that, and like hearing the reactions, it's just, it's just a really, you know, lots of different pathways, you know. And what, what you're saying, you know, like, um, you know, if you meet this character, you have a different pack pathway. And so this does remind me a lot of uh, Quantum Dream uh, type games. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, the uh, Detroit Become Human, awesome visual effects and, you know, amazing game story-wise. Anyway, because you come across a lot of things. And this one I am particularly interested in because they have taken away that whole visual thing. They have mm -hmm. just given you that top-down perspective and just like 
is the environment you can see the whole environment itself and be like oh this is the space that i need to find certain things or i need to come across certain um objects or whatever it is that you need to discover over there and mm. as you're going on you have a great narration going on and storytelling you know this is like a storytelling game and i love it i love these kind of games for me to be honest with you and when you said there's going to be having 20 hours gameplay oh hell yes yeah, you know it's it's really ridiculous how he managed to get over twenty hours of gameplay choices. Like that's that's ridiculous, bro. Like he, it's, he it really shows has to a me. he really has a passion for this stuff, and it really shows you know how how many hours you know exactly. to complete this game. Let's talk. Let's talk about that passion. Like to be able to give you all these kind of things, you can imagine how much it, it's his, it's his baby. Right, so this is what he wants to create, and he put a lot of time and effort. And for that, I love it when a developer like that has that mindset because I get to see what his brain was like when he was creating this, right? And mm. to see what his intricacies was behind certain things, and also I know how the developer side of things is, designing side of things is, and you know all these kind of aspects and. It makes me unravel mysteries even outside of the game itself. Like, mm -hmm. ooh, this guy must be like, he must have well thought, put hours into this. And for him to be independent so far and then having, a, you know, all this kind of a thing, shows to me that this guy's thought this game through very well. And he wants to show it to the public, like, this is what I can create. And the last time I had this kind of a feeling was when I played my OK Solid, right? So mm -hmm. that, yeah, Metal, that Gear. Metal Gear Solid, and that mm -hmm. was the game that I would really enjoy playing through. Mm -hmm. And that showed that thought process of a developer, right? Like game developer. So that this is why I want. I'm interested in this game. Yeah. I, I feel like um. I'm sorry, uh, Deli, go ahead. No, I was just saying it oh. looks neat. It looks neat. Is there anything else in the conference that you uh, enjoyed? I, it's me. Um, <clears throat> sorry, Four while points. you guys were talking, I kind of was just watching the trailer just to catch up and, and see what's going on here. Um, mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean, I the only my only gripe with the Starfield thing is uh, no gameplay, but that's understandable. It is what it is. Um, Stalker 2 looks good. Battlefield mm -hmm. looks exciting. Hopefully, it's kind of returning back to its roots. It kind of got a little away from it from our from us. And uh, twelve minutes. I know that they had a Tribeca Game Festival spotlight not too long ago, and I was excited for that one. I think they also announced it like two or three years ago. Um, and I was excited for it back then too. It seemed like um, it seemed like an interesting concept, and it was. Uh, a game that um, the publishing company Annapurna has. Uh, it kind of seems like their, their track record with publishing these kinds of games is very uh, is very reliable. Their reputation precedes themselves. Um, so when you see Annapurna um, Interactive, you you definitely think of games like this and um, was it uh, Her Story? I think it was another one of those like interactive games that had a lot going for it. Mm. And and also the fact is that because this comes from Annapurna Interactive, the Annapurna uh, like the whole company itself, mm -hmm. um, 
they have got some great movies too, which gave you a lot of things to sit there and think about. So I guess it's a similar kind of um, aesthetic they want to bring into their games. And I can see from 12 minutes, like, this is what they're trying to achieve, you know? Um, but other than that, Forza yes. looks impressive. I'm excited for Forza as well, too. And mm. uh, Redfall, you guys seem to be hyping about Redfall. I don't, I'm not really, I don't think it's going to be that hot. I think it's going to be All like right, dead so... in three months. Uh oh. <laughs> All right, hot, so let, let's, let's go ahead and talk about Redfall and actually, you know, the CGI trailer, it does show oh. kind of, of what sorry, this gameplay bro. is going to be like. Sorry, uh, sorry what was Before the joker? That, also, yeah, yeah, sorry yes. about that. Bro. Just need to quickly ask a question to Hustle. Yes, so sir. What, is your, what, what, what are you looking forward to in the 12 minutes? Just, just to think. 12 minutes in general? Um, I had saw that game back when they first showed it. I think it was 2018 when they first showed it. I think so. And yeah, so just going through it. that. I appreciate that. So just going through that whole like murder mystery. I thought the girl had killed her father. She was accused of killing her father, but I might be wrong on that. But anyway... Mm. Just yeah, going yeah. through that whole thing, because um, you can go, because I saw uh, Crow, if you're referring to that six-minute um, developer diary that uh, IGN did, I remember mm -hmm. seeing that, and it's different scenarios that you can do. You can hide in the bathroom, you can have a hawk on, pardon me, you can have a knife on you if you, you want a butcher knife. Um, we saw in the Xbox trailer that dude was getting beat up on the couch, he was, you know, finding a way to get arrested. Like, there's there's a whole lot of different scenarios on that. And that game comes out August 19th. I said it comes out next month, but I'm jumping ahead a little bit. Um, it comes out August 19th, which is uh, which is good. And it's, it's Game Pass Day 1. Um, oh, it, uh, sorry to interrupt. Yes. It came out. Yes, the, the reveal trailer came out in E3 2019. 2019. So 2019. two years. Two years ago. Okay. Okay. All right. I was so, close. Yeah. I was close. But, um, Outer Worlds 2. I know y'all see the, the little thing behind me. Hey. I have yet to play it. But, um... One of the uh, the narrative directors, matter of fact, I think she's like the narrative writer. She's like the head narrative writer. She actually mm -hmm. follows me on Twitter. So I'm going to, uh, yeah, I know, right? I ain't nobody. But one of the things that um that, that she said that made me interested in Outer Worlds, mm -hmm. um, she used the phrase called uh, Captain Homer Simpson. So a lot of the comedy and stuff that they use is like the Simpsons and like Futurama. And that's actually mm -hmm. what made me interested in the game. Mm -hmm. um, whatever engine that they're using, See, a lot of people thought it was Fable at first when it when it first popped up. Yeah, so yeah, it's yeah, yeah. yeah, so it's it's is it has a different like tone, a more realistic tone to it. So I'm looking forward to that. Um there were a lot that there are a lot of things that Microsoft showed, and this is why I kind of gave it the score that I did. Uh, I think because the original you... Outer Worlds uses the Unreal Engine 4. Ah, okay. Oh, okay, like the coalition. Like the coalition. Yeah, yeah. All right, all right. Um I don't I can't remember the name of the other game, but it's like inside. Um. Oh, uh, Jesus. Somerville. Yeah, Somerville, Somerville. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's yeah. the one so I'm most excited for. Yeah, that. I mean, it's they. They've had. They had a lot. That it's. You know what it is? It's the level of diversity that that, that they had to offer. They had a Plague's Tale. Um, Requiem. Yes. Oh, yeah. That yeah, one yeah. looks cool too. Yeah, that yeah, one looks yeah. cool too. It's they. Yeah, they yeah, showed the first, lot, the first you know? one. It's a very. It's a. It's a nice visual show. Show piece as well. Um, and mm -hmm. they are using Quixel Mega Scans, and they've also used that in Resident Evil Eight as well. So you know the textures are on point with with that game. Yeah, talking about a five out of ten. I have to disagree respectfully, gentlemen. I have to disagree. <laughs> I can't. No, but then they show Battlefield too, and um, I don't know yeah, if you guys yeah. know, but Battlefield. Yeah, it's rumored to come to Game Pass. Maybe not right away, but it's yeah. rumored to come to Game Pass. So I I, I, I heard that it, 
No, I heard in many aspects. Maybe, maybe it'll come on EA Four. No, so I heard that uh, rumors wise, I'm not sure how accurate this is, but rumors wise, I heard that it's going to come on Game Pass after seven months of it being released, right? Mm. So we, I mean, it makes sense because you know. Yeah, um, that's outside the launch window, so that does sound exactly. Yeah, it makes sense in many ways because it's like seven months. Ah, cool. Because it gives them the sales that they require and they deserve, and then afterwards, eventually, um, once they went past that uh, sales criteria that they want to meet, mm-hmm. drop it on Xbox. Pass, yeah, pass, yeah. You know, so it makes sense. And I am looking forward to that game particularly because it just I start I reinstalled um, Battlefield Three just to get the mm. vibe back into it. You know. And I love playing Battlefield 3. I still feel like it's one of the best Battlefield games out there. Uh-huh. I'm waiting for... I'm one bad company 3, but that's just me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, Battlefield 3 for me is just like one of those um, games out there where it's kept that Battlefield essence very high. And so Battlefield 2042 looks awesome. Um, trailer mm. looks epic. Yeah, um, definitely. Yeah. Gameplay looks... Gameplay looks good too, and uh, the whole uh, destructible environment thing sounds cool, man. Um, <laughs> especially there was a part in the trailer too where the guy jumps off of that freaking, uh, ejects himself out of the plane, takes yeah, a freaking yeah. rocket launcher, shoots at it, and jumps back in. Is there like, bro, mm-hmm. I want to try that with a sniper. Fuck the rocket launcher. I want to try that with a sniper. <laughs> and there is, um, I'm not sure how true it is, but uh, I think Cognito had mentioned it um, from the Iron Lords. He said, said if possible, he wants to run a server and try to get the community involved in like a game night. Mm. I'm all for that. I'm all for that. And I like, and I literally just started with Battlefield Five on Game Pass. Shout out to Game Pass because I would have never tried that in the in the other way. I'm trying. I'm in the medic class, so I'm trying my best. Like I may not hey, get any yeah. kills, but I will revive people. Like I don't know what. So shout, it's, it's fun. Shout it's out fun. to shout shout out to Game Pass too, because there is one thing that's integrated very well is the e you get EA Play along with your Game Pass. It's yeah, is yeah. you know what y- yes, but the EA yeah EA. I mean, I'm like, it's I, bad. I, I, like I, I, know, I mean, the launcher, not the company. Well, no, I mean the launcher, not the company. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that launcher like is, the, is the whole, launcher bro. is doopy, bro. That la- that I that I feel that on I feel that. Oh boy! Um, because Oof. I go through that similar thing. But integrating EA Pass along with your Game Pass for the same price, you're getting two for the price of one. Oh hell yeah! I will try. I will get that. You know what I mean? Because if if mm-hmm. they can do that with the similar things, obviously not a lot of money making, but. That'd be dope as shit if they can implement somehow with other things like services. Like you got the Ubisoft Plus, right? Then you got the EA Pass. Then you got um, other things that you can try out. But shout out to that because that allows you to revisit the old games that EA had, like Battlefield mm-hmm. Three mm-hmm. and all these kind of things. And you're just paying for your Xbox Game Pass and enjoying that benefit of playing that game too, right? So, yep. Um, one yeah. uh, one other game I would like to mention is uh, Replaced. I think it's on the list, but I'm not exactly sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, it's that, that uh, it's that two and a half D like mm-hmm. isometric, and, like sixteen bit game. And yeah, you know, Delhi made a tweet about it. You know, he is pretty hyped about the. Uh, I think you said something about uh, was it the um, 
Like, 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 was was it the overall aesthetic or like the the way the yeah, story was told? Yeah, I, I had said that. Um, what's it called? Uh, it's, I'm very excited for Somerville, and this also extends to, um, replace as well. Be and and uh, it's the same kind of aesthetic. Um, I was basically just saying that. Um, I'm a sucker for games with the great art style and loads of atmosphere. Um, I'm happy to see developers continue to chase that stylized game. Um, especially, uh, obviously, um, as my roots as an indie dev, I feel like that's the most comfortable space for everybody because that's when you have the most flexibility. You're able to integrate your art style into the actual gameplay, and it's not a detractor. Uh, something that I respect about Smite, I don't enjoy the game as much. I, there are problems with it. But that's a personal issue. It's still um, using uh, yeah, Unreal Engine. Oh, they, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Uh, well, they ported it to Unreal Engine Four, but anyways, um, it's the, the the style of the way the game is stylized. It's you can never tell the game is dated, right? So, like, if you go back and play Battlefield Three, uh, I did that recently in these last couple of years. Um, it looks very dated, and that's the problem with having like a hyper realistic game. Is that over mm -hmm. the years, it's it'll start to wear, and you'll start to see like, oh, this was good for its time. But when right. a stylized game like Limbo, Inside, Somerville, um, there's that one about the mail you deliver mail. Um, same thing with like, um, Life is Strange. Um, those games can be timeless just because like you can play them ten years from now, and it's just that art style is is nothing but beneficial to uh to that kind of game. You know what game I thought it was when I first saw it? I thought it was the last night when I first saw it. Now, I remember that they were going through like legal issues at that point. That's what I thought it was when I first saw it. So the last saw, night, I'm excited yeah. for the last night. I really am. That that looks yeah, hot. We, we might we might not never see that given the, the legal issues. Yeah, yeah, given the legal issues that they're going through. But that's what I thought it was at first. Um it, Castlevania is like the mind frame it put oh. me in. Like that two D mm -hmm. like style yeah, yeah. going going through. Um mm -hmm. I won't. I won't jump jump ahead or anything. But there was an RPG that they showed that put yeah, me in the mind I, frame of what was the name was, of that? Hmm? It's that ninja kind of a thing running through side by side with the whole camera viewpoint and everything. I I thought that was yeah. cool. Too. Yeah, that it was. was a, it was different things. That that was. Oh, that was cool my uh, clay clay games, right? The I, I'm yeah. talking about the. the the, uh, the comp, but the comp. Oh, I'm I'm not sure. See, I, I can't I'm, quite remember. Uh, I need it in front I can't of me. remember the name of it. To be oh, honest. it was the it was Marco the Ninja, right? That's what you're talking about. I'm, Marco I'm, the Ninja. I can't remember. I don't know, but this is the one that they showed recently. So um, I, I know. Um, with replaced in particular, it's extremely brutal. I will give it that. Um, he put the you know put the hammer in the back of homeboy head and he you know shotgun and he let it go and all that. That's cool. Like that was like cool to me, and um, like I said, the Oscar reminded me of the last night. But anytime I see stuff like that, especially given the hardware that we have now, it's like these, you know, two point five games, these sixteen bit games, they weren't like this back on the Super Nintendo. So it's like it's like they're kind of reaching a peak now, which I'm 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 all for, by the way. I'm with hey, it though, man. Yeah, I'm all I'm, I'm good for that. I'm all I'm all down for it, man. I am super excited for it too because it gives a little little something different change that's, a, that, that's another one i believe that's in game pass they want man so oh man i'm lying oh, might, have to cop. might have to cop game pass y'all so might have to sure. me on it and i'm no, telling no, no. you like, 
I even I even reinstalled Elder Scrolls Skyrim from Game Pass, like which I would never pay for it on Steam because I already own it on PlayStation, right? So yeah. I reinstalled it on PC just so I can go through it because I really enjoyed Skyrim. I can even get to Oblivion too, the one of the best Elder Scrolls thing uh, game mm-hmm. out there. So. I got obli- I can get Oblivion, but I wanted to replay Skyrim because I just wanted to kill all the dragons all over again. You know, it's one of those things where I was just like, mm. I'm going for this. Um, so I reinstalled it. So, but Xbox Game Pass, Loki, bro, I'm not going to lie to you. The amount of games that's available on that Game Pass is just mind-blowing. It's just yeah. mind-blowing. Mm-hmm. And I can run every every single game that they have in there on ultra settings and not even have to worry about (laughs) same same yeah (laughs) and second thing hey let's forget forget we all forgot one thing from the xbox that they've showed us yo we got captain jack sparrow on sea of thieves i saw that i saw that yo that voice acting I don't know if it is Johnny Depp, but it sounds like Johnny Depp to I, me. It is. I do believe it, it is. is. Um, they, it yeah, is. they got they actually have a partnership with Disney, which I was yeah, like, yeah, yeah, hella yeah. surprised it's to see. Dope. So, which is wow. dope. Wow. And, and yeah, my... also, like, I think it's the Dead Man's Chest, um, the bad guy with the octopus tentacles. What's his name? Davy Jones? Is that Davy Jones? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. He's yeah. in there too, which is like, oh, I want to play Sea of Thieves now. <laughs> just because I get like yeah, Captain Jack Sparrow, my two favorite pirates, Captain Jack Sparrow, and um, I don't know if you're if you're an anime fan, uh, Luffy. Obviously, he's my favorite pirate. Mm-hmm. But yeah, definitely. Uh, but Captain Jack Sparrow is my favorite, bro. And to have him on that game and just come across, I think that's been like, yo, bro, no, let's go, let's mm. go. I'm with it. I'm with it. That's the main reason why I let the play COTs. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, 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 real quick, I just want to want to Redfall real quick. And so, you know, we did see a CGI trailer of this game, and so we we do have you know some sense of how this gameplay is going to turn out. And um, it, you know, it, it doesn't tell too much in the in the trailer, and they didn't give too much details. Uh, but actually, when you do go to the website, they do give you know much more details, and so it is going to be an FPS game with unique abilities, and so I think you know this is just speculation, but I think this is going to be somewhat similar to Remnant from the Ashes, and if it's going to be like that mm. meets Borderlands, like I I I really do think this has a really really good uh, you know interesting you know, concept of this game and it's it's very um you know I, I really liked Remnant from the Ashes. I had I had a blast playing with my friends. And so I, I think this is gonna be a really good uh, game as well here with it's a nice co op shooter. The Red Ball, yes. Um I mean I, I I'm not gonna lie to you, but that's the another thing from Xbox and that's why like they just pushed me to put that one point one further right? <laughs> <laughs> so, my bad it's just me right but I, I like i like i like the redfall um i'm just the whole characters sound intriguing for me right the way um they were shown using their abilities and stuff so the character telling is what i'm more interested about that game and what abilities that they can have and uh, what is the main purpose behind 
this story, like what was the how it came about, um, and like because we saw we saw the trailer that it starts off with this little this girl sitting on the table reading a book and it just slowly enters into this warfare like you know warfare onto the middle of the road and this guy just turns invisible takes a sniper and shoots this guy loki out of nowhere and each have different abilities like and then the girl just like brings out this temple of doom kind of shit all of a sudden in the middle <laughs> with purple right so i'm like all right cool then i saw the bad like the bad guys like vampire all right cool you know mm-hmm. what i mean it's yeah, like yeah. you know and then you saw the last but i think it's like the boss when they come on top of this uh rooftop and you see the lady vampire right <laughs> and mm-hmm. then this girl just takes out the purple like you know imagination is she kind of like purple uh, purple lantern right green lantern <laughs> for purple <words. laughs> like, uh, it takes an umbrella and just pushes a rock like ah right, cool. <laughs> <laughs> so that's the thing. Like uh, th- these different unique abilities is just what making me interested about the game and the character uh, stories behind as to how they come about with this. Right. So it looks good. It looks good. I know it's a CGI. Um, it's all rendered um, to yeah. meet the trailer thing. Um, but I am interested in how the gameplay is going to look out. Uh, how um, it's going to. I'm legit just happy that the characters are representative of someone who looks like me, someone who's, I believe the gentleman's Indian. I don't want to say Arab because that's, that's an offensive term, but yeah, yeah, yeah. it just looked, it looked like from this trailer that they got it right and it's like they consulted the right people. Like, because I don't know, well, Crow, you, y'all, y'all played Grand Theft Auto 5 before, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm, yeah. Have you ever tried to create a character in Grand Theft Auto 5? Do you know how yeah. awful it is? Like, it's, it's, it's it, super <laughs> yeah. awful. It's it bad. So bad. It's oh, oh my god. My it's, Lord. Yeah, yeah. It, it, it's Wait, pretty which, horrible. Which part are you talking about? Character oh no, no, no I'm saying character. The character creation in uh, Grand Theft Auto Five, like for the multiplayer, for the online. Yeah. Oh, I haven't it, really, uh, you know, gone into that actually. I, I play online, so it's I a know struggle, exactly. G. That's all you gotta it's, know. It's a struggle. It's yeah, it's, struggle. it's pretty bad. In a, in a lot of okay. games, they don't really get. Minorities, right? It's not even just black. It's not even just a black person things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's a lot. It's a lot of things that they don't get right. But it seems like in this trailer, and I hope the final gameplay is indicative of what we saw because mm-hmm. what we saw, like it looked fine. Um, I believe there's five players, and I'm making a prediction now that there's five players in there. I think you can play as that little robot. I definitely think you That'd can play fun. as that little robot. Could you imagine? Could you imagine? You because you, you, you y'all saw how they showed him at the end of the trailer, right? Yeah, it looked like a sidekick. But I mean, hey, I'm open for a six party co op game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so I mean, so I, I, I kind of look forward to that. Um, the story would be the story. And um, I do want to take the time to, you know, just congratulate, like, a lot of, not even just Microsoft for this, but there are a lot of co-op games there, a lot of multiplayer games that are dropping from, what's that, Republic Riders, from yeah, yeah. From, from this one, from Redfall, from, <laughs> you know, Battlefield. It's, it's, a lot, it's a lot of them joints coming out between this year and next year, so mm-hmm. you know, yeah. get get some friends, man. Oh, get some <laughs> get some Twitch followers, whatever case may be, and just you know, just have at it. Cause, hey, that that mode, if, if it's true, I, I I thought I heard somebody say that there was a battle royale mode in uh, four to five. Mm-hmm. If that's true, then that's 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 gonna be lit for me. 
Because, you know, that's that's a wacky little race, and we can always have fun doing that. But there are a lot of things to look forward to. But um, with this game in particular, like, it just, I hope the final gameplay kind of looks like this. Mm-hmm. You know, even if there's a small downgrade, let it move at 60 frames a second, what have you. But it seems like that's going to be like a... If this game came out looking like Diablo, I wouldn't be upset. Because it okay. seems like it's going to go that route. Just if I had to, if I had to guess... Like, it would be like a, I said okay. Diablo. Well, yeah, Diablo, like, I uh, think Diablo, think Wasteland dungeon 3. Crawler, yeah, yeah, dungeon crawler kind of things. Yeah, I like that, the isometric view. Yes, I, there I we was, go, there we go. I was thinking of something more like Rogue Company, where it's just, you know, third person over the shoulder. Mm-hmm. I feel like that would probably be more beneficial to it, but that's just my guess. Well, it, it, um, it is yeah. a it looks, first person game, so. Oh, it is, yeah. it is, okay. I thought it was oh, going to okay. be like uh, Sunset Overdrive that. or something. You know what? And it, didn't these people do Apex? Or no? Am I? Did I hear that wrong? I think I may have heard something wrong in regards no, I think, to that. This is think, their first multiplayer title. Like they've made uh, Dishonored. And, oh yeah! Oh, gotcha. Now I know the it's studio. Arcane, gotcha. Yeah. I gotcha. Arcane. Gotcha. Gotcha. Okay. Yeah. That was too bad. It's first person, but yeah, I guess we can't yeah. win them all. Yeah, I suppose something. Yeah, has that's to what I'm saying. Like it's it's gonna be. I I think this is my theory. I think it is it is gonna be like Remnant from the Ashes meets Borderlands, and that sounds like a really really dope combination right there. If if that's the case. Yeah. And, um, uh, yeah so, okay. On their website, it has confirmed. It says, "Uh, Redfall blends single and multiplayer options seamlessly, allowing the player to venture into the darkness alone or to squad up with up to three friends for four-player co-op. Okay, Teammates cool. can try different hero loadouts and combine their strengths to overcome the Vampire Legion and their brood of maniacal followers. Um, okay. And then there are some information about some of the characters uh, in the trailer. Hey, can you link the? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Put, I got you. I got you. I appreciate right that. Here. I'll drop. I'll drop it in chat, big man. <laughs> I appreciate that. Go. Yeah, if you scroll all the way to the, uh, I'm sorry, if you scroll halfway down, um, you'll see it says slay together, and then it's um a couple bullet points, and you'll be able to read the bios of the of the characters. But yeah, so I'm I'm just looking forward to these things and. Yeah, man. Um, what's your game so far? Watching all these E3 conferences, right? I don't know how much you've been catching up to and how many events you have watched or anything like that. But from the things that you have watched, which one is the game that you're actually looking forward to the most? Mm, that's a good question. Um, well... Well, yeah, I I wanted to go into uh, Nintendo real quick, uh, you know, just to, just to list out their titles coming up. And um, yeah, so I, are you guys done with uh, this Redfall Redfall topic? Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. Okay. Cool. Yeah. So you know, Nintendo, in my opinion, saved E three. In my opinion, I I, oh. I would wait this. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> I, I would rate this personally. I would rate this a seven out of ten. Um, the games they they've shown, they showed actual gameplay, so that's why I was, you know, very. I, I put I put Nintendo above Xbox here, and so I I really liked what they showed with Metroid Dread, and 
Um, you know, you know, when they were announcing, you know, Metroid Prime Four, I thought they were gonna show Metroid Prime Four, but the announcer had to say, "But," <laughs> you know, he said, "But <laughs> the title's still in, in development, so we're not we're not gonna show that gameplay here." Uh, but they did reveal Metroid Dread, and I really liked the aesthetic of this game and the overall graphics. It looked really impressive. And so we have uh, Samus doing his kick, and also his parry, which looked pretty pretty awesome. And also the boss designs looked really really good here. So I I, I did like you know what they've shown. And uh, so do you guys have any thoughts about uh, Metroid Dread? Uh, me Did you just say Samus and his kick? Oh yeah, that's pretty good. I heard that. That's <laughs> tough, bro. That's tough. Brain. I ain't gonna cap. I I couldn't hold myself back in, bro. I'm gonna need you to correct yourself. Mm -hmm. <laughs> All right, my bad. It's been a while since <laughs> it's been a while since I played Smash and uh and also Metroid. Smash. So. Oh, yeah, yeah. In, in all fairness, um, it was 19 years since they did like a proper Metroid game, but you know what? That ain't none of my business to even speak on. Um, Prime Four, hello, <laughs> is that ever coming out? Yeah, who knows, man? That who knows? Uh, um, I don't know. I, I, I mean, it looked cool. It, it it looked like for whatever reason, when when I saw it, I thought of Metroid Prime Three, and that was the one that people didn't like. But I hope people mm -hmm. buy this one. I like I legit hope people buy this one. All the Nintendo influences, they need to speak up and promote it properly. It. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, because they you know, Metroid doesn't sell, like sadly. It really doesn't sell. And there's a lot to um unpack with the uh, Miss Samus over there. So or Miss Aran rather. It, there's a lot to like like deal with as far as like her character development and things of that nature. So I don't know. I don't know. I hope it I hope it sells well. Um I'm not the biggest fan of Nintendo Crow. You may you may have caught the beginning of my last stream where I said some things about Nintendo that I'm not going to repeat here, but I just don't, I don't like their business practices, to mm. be completely honest. But you're right. Um, while I didn't think they had the best conference, they did. They showed a lot of gameplay. They, they definitely did. Um, they showed a Timigami... Is it Shimigami Tensei? There we go. Yeah, yeah. Hey, look, I just know Jack Frost from Persona is there, and the little the little tree thing that can kill you in one hit from like Persona is there also. So that's that's how I know that series because it's the same monsters and stuff. But um, yeah, yeah, actually, and I, and when I to... so when I first saw Shin Megami Tensei, I I, w I wasn't too familiar with the series. Like I thought mm -hmm. this game franchise was the spinoff of Persona. But I actually looked into it, and the comments were saying that you know, uh, Persona is actually the spinoff of Shin Megami Tensei. Yes. So mm -hmm. uh, yeah, yeah. This is actually the main, I remember, main series. I remember um, first coming across Shin Megami Tensei is is an anime, right? It is a. You said it as an anime. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it was like a short snippet that they were having, like for this thing. So I was just like, "Ooh, okay, this is interesting." And then afterwards, this is a long time ago. Bearing in mind, I don't remember exactly the date, day, like the year when the thing got. But yeah, I came across this little snippet, and I was like, "Cool, let me look into this." But at that time, I was a big anime gaming like enthusiast, right? So I was to have any 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 anime game, I'll try it out. It just just doesn't matter if it is bad or good or whatever it is. I would try it out, and that came across this. And then afterwards, eventually, I think it was a few couple of year, few years ago, they actually had a mobile game that I was playing, which is quite interesting to be honest, because some of the things that they use in there is like 
I can see you playing into this game. Never really played Persona. Never really played Persona. You're missing so... out. You, you're missing yeah. out. Yeah. Yeah. As an okay. anime fan, you're missing out, buddy. So I'm gonna that I'm gonna actually what um try playing that game next, but I need to play it from the first one. Uh I don't know what sequel it is. Do in, you but... know? Uh, not really. You don't no. have to. Don't I? No, uh, every every it, uh, single Persona game has its own storyline, has its own character, so yeah, you know it's really a closed loop. So like you can like uh, a lot of people started with five that had international success in the West. Like me, uh, yeah. I think I think that's a great starting point, especially since it's a little hard to work backwards because the series spans twenty years. Uh, it All starts right. off with Shin Megami Tensei Persona, and then it spun off into Persona If. Um, and then, of course, Shin Megami Tensei had several different uh, runs. Mm-hmm. And then, of course, Persona has uh, an odd amount of runs as well, too. Like, they had, there was, like, Devil Survivor and Innocent Sin, which are, like, two parts of the same game. It, it, there's a lot. So I would suggest uh, playing uh, <laughs> 4 and 5. 4 is uh, on the PlayStation 2, and there's also a PC port. And 5 is the newest one and probably the most user-friendly one. Um, it also has the most critical acclaim, so I would suggest starting there if you're new to the series. Ah, cool. You start yeah, with five. I'll, I'll, I will definitely give that a shot and um, play that game just to understand because I, everyone keeps talking about it, and uh, it's just like sometimes <laughs> I'm just sitting there going, "Hey, I don't know what you guys are talking about." Because the funny thing was, I went into a manga shop um, about a week ago. Yeah. Right, like we have a dedicated uh, manga car, manga shop, right? Store and um, low key, there's even Persona Fire, Persona, all the series, like yeah, yeah. Uh, Persona Three has two movies, I think, and it had and all of them have mangas mm-hmm. and animes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well. yeah, yeah. So I, I saw, I saw the whole collection. I saw the whole collection and I was so tempted to get hold of it, but I was there like, I need to start somewhere first that I need to know exactly where I need to start from and where uh, to finish it. So yeah, I, would, I would say suggest starting from five. It's like I said, the most user friendly um, because there's a lot that goes in on Persona 3 and Persona 4 that you may dislike gameplay design wise. Um, and if you're so, traditionally a fan of JRPGs, I would suggest starting at five. Okay, okay. I want to. Uh, I do want to second that. And uh, in fact, I pulled it out. But you get a get Royale because it it fixes like a lot of quality of life uh, issues with the Persona Five Vanilla. So it does. Uh, so for instance, you have access to a, a gun, and everybody has access to different guns in the game. So with the gun, like you can down like flying enemies, for instance. And to reload your gun in the OG vanilla version, what you would have to do is you would have to leave the palace and come back. Um, wow, now, in, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah you'd have to buy bullets. You have to like, yeah, you, you know, or like reload. Oh, wow. Your gun. Yep. Yeah, so that you was, only had one magazine. Going. Oh my god. Yeah, you, you only had one magazine. Yeah, so, and, wow. and for the, the entire. What entire they palace. fixed, what they fixed in uh, Royale was. After every battle now, you, you fix. Or after every battle, all your bullets go back in your gun. All the ammunition goes back. So you don't have to go back and forth like that. So yeah. they, they fixed a lot of stuff. They did a little bit more voice acting. There's an actual third semester in the game or extra semester mm-hmm. in the game if yeah. you max out a certain uh, confidant. So, I mean, it's a lot to, like, unpack. But you can get that game for, like, fairly cheap. I don't know if you have a PlayStation at all. Yeah, PS4? Yeah. 
yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, an, you should be able to find it on PS4. It should definitely be top of your list. Yeah, that's um, right. That's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, but anyways, uh, like piggybacking off of what Hustle said, um, you still get the core essence of the original P5. Um, mm-hmm. So P5R isn't like it isn't some exclusive version where you have to play both to understand. Like you still get the same story, you just get more bonus content. Um, like I said, Persona is a rather easy series because they streamline a lot of the elements of J- tri- typical JRPG stuff. So they kind of reduce the grind. They have you know streamlined mechanics. Um, uh, what's it called? Um, all the elements in the games and the weaknesses and the crits. Uh, are all like condensed. I think there's only like eight elements or something like that. Um, so it, it's easy to keep track of. It's easy to manage. The party doesn't get out of hand. It's only four four party members, and you can fly, uh, swap them on the fly in the menu at any moment in time. Um, it's just got a lot of style. It's uh, it's got a lot of flair, and it's just a whole lot of fun. And, and if you're a fan of anime, um, I would suggest it. Suggest going into it. Um, mind you, I do want to say ahead of time while the way the game looks is not the same as the way the game uh story plays out uh it's a very meta social commentary game on the way japan society is at the current moment um so it's just it's just absolutely it's a wonderful game uh it's very uh it's aware it's very aware of itself and, and i'm very happy about that Damn. Yeah, it's, yeah. A, it's a pretty cool uh, visual novel as well. I really like the story. And, uh, you know, back to Shin Megami Tensei. Um, so people are calling this the Pokemon version of Persona. And, uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and, you know, like many of the, the Personas you meet here, so you, you know, you're familiar with, uh, you know, with, uh, you know, Jack Frost. You have uh, the fairy. Um, mm-hmm. But here they're calling it demons instead of Personas which is kind of weird um but you can still like fuse demons to get new traits and things like that so it looks like this is uh, gonna be pretty interesting so yeah, ha- uh, normally have you actually SMT- played um have you actually played any smt game before i would say normally smt games are a little bit more darker they tackle um more or i guess prior to persona uh like being more mainstream it tackled heavier topics like you know uh depression suicide that kind of stuff um mm. so that's why it's kind of leaned towards the way it is and persona is a little bit more lighthearted. um whereas like persona goes into like they do obviously discuss about it but they kind of lightly tiptoe around it whereas smt goes uh you know they they, they actually do talk about it they discuss it in fairly thorough depths and, and you know the psychology behind it um and and other things they feature it in the game um so the demons thing is a little bit more um what's it called in line with the way smt handles its story and its topics okay all right but yeah oh, i'll definitely check it out and I will, uh, I'll, I'll let you know how far i have progressed and, it's a uh, long game. I put uh to plat both games. Theory. I put two hundred fifty two hours into P five, and then almost three hundred into Royal. So that's Damn. that's about right. I was yeah. um, I was fifty hours in the the vanilla version before I lost my save file. Shout out to PlayStation for that. Um, but I was at the third palace at around fifty the fifty hour mark. I'm like, yeah, the eh. tutorial palace is like it took Oof. me about uh fifteen twenty hours. 
Yep. That's, the game that's is at boring. least a hundred. The game is at least a hundred hours, and that, oh, it's yep. you know it, it's tough. It's tough. Okay. Okay. I got some uh, hours to put into and grind, so uh, I'll definitely let you know how far I've progressed. And if I get stuck up in something, I'll definitely hit you up. Are you, hey, are you, <laughs> since you've never played I a Persona game before, uh, it's each. Uh, the way the game progresses is that you get, um, it's like a, a, while it's a dungeon crawling game, it's also like a, a life sim. So you go to school and it's like, it progresses day by day. Oh, so the I, game like start, I like The game starts like on a that. certain day and like you have, you know, morning, evening and night to do your activities and certain people are able to be hang out with. So your confidants, um, it's a light dating sim. I wouldn't call it like it's a super hardcore, but there are elements of it uh, in the game. Um, so yeah, there, there's a lot uh, of joy for the game. I'll have yeah. to give it a try, definitely. And um, I, I'll say this: um, yeah, when you when you do play, um, just give it give it like three, four hours, and then it's going something is going to click. That's oh. what happened with me because I had the game for a long time, but I just didn't really know. But like one of my homies was like, "No, no, no, just play it till you get past a certain point, and then you'll start to see things unraveling." That first palace, that um, that oh, don't get me wrong. Uh, yeah. I, I, um, I, I play games that are quite long to get into anyway. So, oh, okay, cool, cool. Okay. So, I, to be honest with you, I will sit there and just to see exactly where it's going on. I'll even finish the game, even if it doesn't take anything so yeah, yeah, yeah. uh well, for me just, it's things <laughs> just be prepared for heavier topics uh you know it, yeah, oh yeah for sure that, that's that's all i wanted that's all like, I wanted. Like, 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 to be honest to be to be honest with you i really like that whole concept of having a heavier topics because that, that brings uh, light to those subjects and mm -hmm. uh, people can be aware of certain things and even if they never encountered it or they didn't uh, and, you know and uh, Pay for it before it kind of like i like i like how the gaming industry progresses in certain ways and at the same time i hate how the gaming industry nullifies everything in many aspects of things um but heavier topics is something that i'm used to because i live in england bro everything is just like one of those things where it's just like no censored we'll just tell you directly to your face i don't give an attitude kind of thing so even if it's talking about something like the most sensitive topic, uh, we tend to take criticism very well in many aspects of things. And we will directly give you an opinion. If you like it or not, it's up to you. Um, take it how it is. That's respect another person's opinion and kind of a thing. So heavier subject is one of those things. Even in our TV shows, day to day, there is something happening. So, you know, this. It's like uh, we we are so thick skinned to this. Yeah, it yeah. doesn't phase okay. us in many ways. So yeah, man, well, I'll definitely give it a shot. Yeah, do do give it a shot. Let us know how you like it. Yeah, mm. yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah. All right. So you know, it it is getting a bit late here. Um, I did want to go into Breath of the Wild two real quick. So I thought this was a yeah, really yeah, good. Yeah, go for it. Yeah, I thought this was a really good tease of the game, and I do dig Link's new look. And yo, when they showed the floating islands, that really surprised me, and I, I really like that addition to the game. And I do like, you know, some of the new boss designs. I I think that they look pretty cool. And and we have Link fusing with water somehow, and he has a new ability where he 
dissolves upward into uh, uh, like he he dissolves upward into like uh, like like onto the island somehow. So I don't know how that ability is gonna work, but <laughs> it's uh, it's pretty interesting. I mean, uh, if they get uh, web, uh, they, if they get rid of weapon degradation, then I'll buy it. Yeah. If it's, I understand the mechanic. I understand, like you know, but look, if I'm running around on my horse and I know that these guys are going to absolutely thrash me because I just got a bunch of uh, tiki torches in my backpack, uh, it really takes me out of the game for a little bit. I'm going to be honest with you. I understand the design aspect behind it pushes you towards do different things and play the game in a variety of ways, get out of your comfort zone, that kind of thing. Um, but a blacksmith that can repair your weapons would be, uh, or just yourself, would be an absolutely immense, immense uh, upgrade to the gameplay flow, personal opinion. Yeah, you know, um, yeah, weapon integration is uh, definitely an annoying thing. You know, having to, you know, scrounge around and try to find a new weapon, that's... That is definitely annoying, and especially when you get a like a pretty good weapon from one of the the shrines, like it uh-huh. really sucks to lose one of those weapons. So, you know, I definitely feel you on that. And... Well, yeah, um... yeah. That that's my that's the only thing. I'll buy the game as long as weapon the game. Is, is not it's in like... there. You know, I'll buy the game regardless. It's just me because um, I've always played every single Zelda games, and you know, Breath of the Wild Two is another game that I would buy probably because it's just me. <laughs> but other than that, like um, um, the cool, I like the whole design aspect uh, for Link uh, with the hair not being tied up anymore, um, and also is like what do you call it the whole. Uh, when he's flying through or whatever it is, and you can just see the hair flopping about, that's like a different take into it. Rather than watching the same old tied back freaking uh, link, uh, it's a different kind of a thing. So, yeah, man, I'm I'm looking forward to the game. See what it's gonna give me and um, what I can um, enjoy thoroughly, and what I might not, dis- what I like, I dislike as well. So, um, you will definitely hear about it when I play the game, um, and yeah, hopefully. Till then, we don't know. So I'm just waiting for it to just blow my mind away. Oh, okay. Well, I'm glad to be around some some positive Nintendo people. Bro <laughs> may know me, man. I'm not the biggest uh, Nintendo fan due to uh, certain business practices. However, I took a look at this trailer. I was going to say it's the Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild 1.5, but I can't say that. I, I was going to jokingly say that, but I can't, even, I can't even say that. You know why? Because that whole little thing he did with the water and, in terms of traversal, that actually does look kind of cool. My only concern, like I'm a hallway dude first. They they're gonna if they are gonna release a Switch Pro, which I think that they will, if they are gonna release it, they're gonna have to put it and port it with the OG Switch. Mm. So if this new Switch is supposed to be, you know, DLSS 2.0, because mm. they use the Tegra chip and invest in video stuff. So if it is gonna be, you know, on point. I hope it is, but like you still gotta release it for the thing that you got like eighty six million whatever. I have many switches is out there at this point. It's it's such a astronomical number. And shout out to Nintendo for that. But you know, it, Zelda ain't never really been my thing. Um, Chrome, I'm gonna introduce you to my homeboy with the melodic punk. He will tell you everything that you need to know about Zelda. Period. He's he's oh, that yeah, guy he, for that. Yeah, yeah. I've heard about. Yeah, yeah. He, he had a lot of. Uh... 
you know, I I did hear him on um, his his topics about. Uh, uh, do, do, do you recall, you know, on on AGS Live where uh, I think Optimus <laughs> Code, you know, he he was talking about Zelda and yeah, melodic, melodic punk actually came out. He said like, he played all the Zelda games, so yeah, I uh, yeah, I would definitely, you know, I, I should go to him for for more, uh, you know, Zelda hype, I guess. Yeah, no, nah, I'm no, nah, I don't watch uh. Uh, AGS, shout out to them over there. I really don't watch the content. However, yeah, yeah, but go to my boy Melodic. He'll he'll be able to. That boy's like an encyclopedia. He he got it. He got it. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, shout so out to there Nintendo. Was, there was one thing in, in Nintendo that I was like, hey, I'm a big fighting game Ooh, guy. Yeah, that that was that was Let's talk about it. That was crazy. I'm, I'm 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 a big fighting game guy, <laughs> and then I saw that they were teaming up with. Fucking Tekken means Smash Bros. <laughs> hey, that I was literally jumping at this point. I was like, "Holy shit, this is what they're actually <laughs> going to do!" And yeah, man, bro, I am. I'm a big fighting game champion. Like you know, nerd out there. Um, I pretty much own most of the fighting games that you can probably think of, right? <laughs> and um. Tekken is one of those things, and Tekken Seven um, gave me that big, um, yeah, like how do you call it? Um, showed me the intricacies of what Bandai can do when it comes to their character and how they can implement their fighting styles and everything like that. There are some flaws, don't get me wrong, but that's their best Tekken game that they have done so far. It's the best uh, fighting game on the market. I don't care what anybody says. Yeah, yeah. So, mm. so for me. Watching that little snippet, so they're like, "Hey, let's go!" This yeah, is that was that was the what... hype, yeah, yeah, yeah. When when I saw that, I, I was I was so hyped as well, and um, you know, just seeing the Casio versus Ryu matchup in the this is just a really good uh, ca- crossover. Ca- it's Kazuya. Just to do, let me rephrase that for you. <laughs> but yeah, so Kazuya versus Ryu. Oh my lord, that was <laughs> dope. I mean, I mean I'm, I'm still waiting for the Street Fighter Tekken crossover game. But... Oh, there is one. They, they, they had Tekken, one back Tekken. in the day. They have one. They, ha- they, they have, have one. Yeah, it's, it's Street Fighter. It's Street Fighter Tekken crossover, and then it's in, in the aesthetic of Street Fighter, but they need to do it. They're supposed yeah, to do yeah, it yeah. in return. The They're other supposed way to do around. A Street Fighter in the Tekken aesthetic. Yeah, yeah. So basically, Street Fighter in Tekken universe with the whole 3D aspect. That would be dope. That would be kind of dope. dope. Be because happy. I want to see, I want to see how Ryu is gonna look with the 3D model. I want to see. I'm not. I'm not gonna say there's gonna be a massive difference. Um, because they can just skin it and make it look smoother and finish it off. Uh, with having the same model. Um, but that'll be dope as shit. That'll be super dope, and also to see Chun Li, and then you get to see—I uh, don't know if Ken's gonna be there because they already probably have Ryu in there. Because pretty much, let's face it, they're the—they're um, like two sides of the coin, really. So, um, but yeah, that'll be dope. But um, just for that little Smash Brothers, um, just having um, Kazuyo and Devil Kazuyo. Mm-hmm. Damn. Damn, just a little bit is more than enough to get people, all the fighting game nerds out there who's like me to mm. get hyped up. Because I, I, I was watching Maximilian 
um, too. I don't know if you know who Maximilian Du is. Mm-hmm. Um, he's a big fighting game uh, nerd, so even he was super hyped just for the fact that there was Kazuya and Double Kazuya in Smash Bros. And I, I would need love to see to that see reaction. Did he post his reaction for? Yes, yeah, on oh, YouTube. Oh, it's on YouTube. So. Yeah. Yeah. So, and then also like the fact is that like I want to see how the um, you know uh, stats. Uh, for that character is balanced out within the Smash World universe. Um, so, I I get you. I feel you on that. Not liking Nintendo for their whole business practices and everything <laughs> like that. Like, trust me, hustle. I I feel you on that because um, they did some shady shit over here in UK, bro. They did some shady shit and they got taken to court for it. Um, Surprise me. They got taken to court for it, but. Uh, when you got that in there um, and Zelda, uh, I'll, I'll, I will twist my um, little brain to be like, I, I'll play you two, these two games just for the fact of that particular thing. But any other games, I'm not going to be interested. Sorry. <laughs> hey, um, so as we were talking, I took a look at the trailer. I, I couldn't watch Nintendo stuff because I had to take it some personal stuff. But what's the... The meta between um oh wait wait K A Z Kazuya 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 Right, mm-hmm. <laughs> it's a little homage to him getting thrown off of the cliff. <laughs> so, okay, okay. So, basically, so basically, his dad just decided to throw him off the cliff. So, in return, <laughs> Kazuya comes back and he throws his dad off of a cliff. So, ever since then, there's mm-hmm. a big meme around it, too. So, <laughs> that's a little nice homage that they throw in there. You know, if you're a big Tekken follower, that, that shit will get you hyped. Up. And it's always been that kind of a thing where. Kazuya is classed as like the bad guy of the universe, right? So his main thing is like pretty much most of the endings that you come across, you get he picks him up with one arm and he just basically throws him off of the cliff or a building or whatever the shit that is. And mm-hmm. it, it's a, it's a nice little homage that they put him on there. So you know, uh, shout out to that for that and little bit of detail added in there <laughs> and 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 by the way did you guys see that uh that moment where kazuya dropped kirby like a basketball like yo this man yeah. was acting like a boss be like when he did that yo i was dying when, when kirby flew back up like yo. yeah it's a little uh, what do you call it? Uh, a trolley little moment right there. So it's just mm-hmm. like, yo, Kirkby is a blob. Let's face it. You know what I mean? So throw him like a basketball may kind of make sense, <laughs> right? Unless you yeah. put him in like a little slime thing and start shooting out fur balls, you know? So <laughs> that's a little thing. But yeah. Yeah, yeah but, was uh, I kind of got a kick of him just throwing everybody off the cliff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it was fun. So it it, it was definitely um, that particular um, things where he was throwing off the cliff was just a little homage to like this is what this bitch is known to do in the okay. game. Not 
<laughs> let me let, let me show you why he's actually good because Smash Bros is on a platform you you know that is when you jump off of the platform you kind of lose points or die kind of a thing so um, yeah. so I guess like uh, the grab ability for Kazuya is uh, if you're at the edge he will just throw you off of the cliff so mm. This kind Ooh, of thing, so. that's a good one yeah i think i'm gonna do that as well yeah you know it's definitely interesting to hear the lore there and um yeah it is getting a bit late here so it, it is time to wrap it up and so let's go with our outros and let's start with uh, agent delhi hi hello my name is agent delhi thank you uh crow for having me back on the podcast joker hustle it was great to meet and you know returning and new people um, my name is Agent Deli. You can find me on all my social medias, Agent Deli, on on Twitter, YouTube, uh, and Facebook. And uh, yeah, as uh, Crow said earlier, I'm an ex I'm an ex AAA developer at Ubisoft, um, and I'm currently working elsewhere at the moment right now. I can't really talk about, but um, hmm. yeah, interesting. Hmm. Right, cool, <laughs> interesting. cool. I'm curious. Now. And let's go with the uh, Joker Gamer V3. Um. I appreciate you having me back on the show um, again, uh, Crow, and thank you for allowing me to be a returning guest. Well, I started off as a special guest, just like you, Hustle, and um, <laughs> I'm a regular um, uh, guest that keeps appearing onto this podcast. And um, again, um, great shout out to Delhi. Delhi's, um, you know, a cool guy, and Crow. Yeah, man, you're doing your thing. Keep doing your thing, and uh, also, uh, he keeps bringing in interesting people into the podcast, so it's always <laughs> nice to like, you know, have like a little hookups and understand certain things and get introduced to different types of genres in games and things like that. And also a fellow gamer, so you know, um, yeah. So if you all don't know me or anything like that, you can always hit me up and ask me questions. Um, all of my links are getting popped up on this side of the screen as you can see um so you can go ahead and follow me on there and uh, i'm also a streamer so i stream when i can because due to my work commitments um i can't give you the schedule particularly and um yeah um definitely good talk show today and um, hope to catch you all next time all right sounds good and let's go with the hustle and motivate hey bro Good looking on having me on, man. I definitely, uh, I definitely appreciate the the love and support. We supposed to do this a lot sooner, but my schedule kind of gets in the way of a lot of things. Um, hey, glad I was able to stay through the whole show. I don't know if you can tell, but boy, am I tired because I wake up at uh, like three thirty in the morning. Now, I'm, oh, you too? Oh, you yeah. too? <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's it's bad, man. This this is getting bad. It's tough out here, man. <laughs> yeah, but yeah. well, I mean, well, thankfully that's getting ready to change, but. No, no, this this is fun. Hey, Crow, you, you keep it up, man. Don't don't let nothing get in the way. Um, I'll talk to you offline about uh just some YouTube stuff, but nah, what you got over here is good, though. You know, don't 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 ever be you know be afraid to uh stop express yourself. Like you know, mm -hmm. everything comes with time. I had fun though. Like I definitely had fun. Like you know how to run a podcast, man. This this was dope. Like I was kicking there. We always chilling. Um, I had my Nintendo slander, you know, sort of, as I should, of course. But nah, it's it's dope, and it was it was great to see uh people with just like different opinions on um, you know, different things. You know, Joker he gave, I think him and you gave the Microsoft conference, you know, low scores, which I don't know why you would do that, but I, you know, whatever. That's your opinion. That, you know, it is what it is, though. But 
<laughs> nah, man, it's, it's all good. No, no, but but don't stop though. You know, we all like myself included. You know, we all start. You know, brick by brick, just brick mm-hmm. by brick. Just just yeah, keep going. Sure. You, yeah. You'll look back. You'll look back in the year and be like, oh man, I was. You know what I mean? So yeah, don't don't let up feel like um, don't ever feel like you're not gonna make it. You, you'll probably make it a lot faster than me too. But um, you know, you got you got some real uh, decent people in your corner too. So it's you know it's, it's a good thing to like to watch you and watch the evolution and everything. And um, you know, just keep working. Uh, Delhi, it was a pleasure to meet you for the first time, oh, sir. Thank you, thank you, um, I appreciate it. Likewise with you, Joker. Um, you? Joker, I just subscribed to both of your channels. Uh, Delhi, do YouTube stuff or no? Uh, I I used to uh, so I used to play Paragon professionally from 2017 into 2018, um, but the esports dream is dead. So ah, well, uh, I don't really. Um, <laughs> w- my schedule is super busy right now, so I haven't had the time to make anything. Uh, I would love to, um, but mostly I just kind of clip my streams and put them up. Um, so yeah, so yeah. Either way. I used to. Well, you know, so, like, I, mean, I, I what's up? I, I feel that on that on YouTube thing, like because I used to have a lot of videos. I had at least like um, forty to fifty videos. I had to delete them all um, because mm. it got copyright strike. Um, mm, particularly, wow. for, oh, particularly, particularly for one. No, it's because um, I was a very um, heavy critic on a particular gamer because he was a very toxic community uh, member, right? And um, basically what happened was my previous channels to this, that's the one that got copyright strike. And that's why I didn't release much videos on this particular um, thing. So, but anyways, I got my channel back because I found out everything. But by then it was too late. All my videos was kind of deleted. And uh, this was before you know, all this um, terms and uh, conditions got changed over and stuff like that. But I will be creating more videos and um, I do create a lot of beats. Um, so I will be posting up on beats on day. So yeah. for like, you know, copyright free, I'm not the kind of person who wants to like you know, be like, hey, I'll put it. So I'll be it's... putting copyright beats, uh, copyright free beats. So, you know, go ahead. And if you want to use it, use it on your stream. So, yeah. but Sorry, sorry, sorry. I was gonna say my YouTube channel is just for personal enjoyment. Um, yeah, so yeah. I'm sure if you scroll <laughs> okay. back through enough, you can find some highlight videos and some funny stuff. But it's nothing crazy, I promise. For sure. Yeah. So oh, okay. after after that whole fiasco, I decided I'm not like I don't want to go through that hassle of creating videos and stuff like that. But if I do in the near future want to create any videos, I will do. And um, yeah, you'll probably see it. Yeah. <laughs> I, ho- like, I hope know. to. I hope to in the in the near future when my schedule frees up and hopefully I'll be able to collaborate with one you wonderful gentlemen. Um because I think it's just much more fun that way. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah definitely. Definitely. Indeed. Yeah, for oh. sure. And you know, I definitely appreciate you guys, you know, coming through and your commitments to this uh to the show here. You know, I do know that Delhi has a very strict uh, schedule here with uh, his his quench at, at his job. <laughs> and you hustle as well, where where you have to wake up three thirty in the morning just to go to work. That's so, crazy. You know, I definitely yeah. definitely appreciate you guys coming too. And yo, I, I I appreciate you guys tuning in live and you know looking into the show in the um, at a later time. If if you do check out the show later, uh, make sure you do like and share the the podcast. I do appreciate it. 
and I will be putting it up on Spotify, so you can check it out there as well. And if you don't mind, you can follow me at the slide KO on Twitter if you use Twitter. And yeah, you know, thank you guys for coming through again. It's definitely a great discussion. And you know, see you guys next time. This is your boy Crow signing off, and I'll catch you guys later. Peace.